Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 13 with Maud Arcane. This is a very special one, so I'm very, uh, I feel honored to have this privilege to speak to Maud Arcane. So, um, Maud Arcane, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, I think you just put a lot of pressure on me with that <laughs> opener. <laughs> I'm hoping for a casual chat, but uh, yeah. So, um, first things first, so we were just talking before the recording, uh, Mod Arcane, uh, I'll let you explain it. You'll do it a little bit uh, better. But um, what are like some of the things you are not like? What what are like the restricted topics that I don't know? You just go into it. You just explain briefly like uh, what you can and cannot talk about because obviously you're a game developer. So, so like generally, I could talk on most things as long as it doesn't like breach my NDA or anything, right? Um, mm-hmm. but, like that doesn't mean I want to talk about everything. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. Um, I have looked through a lot of the questions uh, on the Twitter post, at least. And there's a lot of questions generally directed at, like, the studio or it's, like, the high-level direction of the game and stuff like that. And I'm fine to give my opinion on some things like that, but I don't want it to really come off as, like, Arcane versus Jagex or anything because there's definitely other people on the team that will agree with me, but obviously other people will disagree with me. And, like, this team has differing opinions. That's fine. Um, And then I also don't want it to just be, like, like, again, like, this is supposed to be kind of, like, me, like, my, like, game design, maybe, or, like, me as a player, or things like that, and I think there would be a bit more interesting, because otherwise it's going to be fairly similar to just, like, a Q&A. I, I don't want this to de- devolve into uh, one of the Wednesday Q&As, but unrestricted or anything like that. I don't I don't want it to feel like that at all. That's not the direction I'd like this to go in at all. Okay. So, just clarifying to you guys, um, I should have done a little bit better on the Twitter uh, Twitter part. Um, of just saying like hey like try not to bring up topics that are just specifically what is like wins raids three wins all this what's happening with it because it's <laughs> it isn't just a q a this is uh i don't know what this is this is something completely this is a different genre man no but um basically mod arcane i i don't think anybody's ever really heard about you as a player um I feel like most people understand you're an Iron Man, but can you like 
go into a little bit of the origin of Mod Arcane? Like, when when did you even hear about RuneScape initially? Uh, so I played RuneScape as a kid, like I'm sure most people have at this point. Um, and I'm, I think my fondest, well, not my fondest memory, but my probably my strongest memory as a kid when I first started playing was uh, my friend making me run Essence for him, so like the Earth Altar or something, and like he paid me pennies and whatever. And I had a time of life, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically just used me as a cheap labor, effectively. Um, that's fine. And then I, I played, I did a lot of basic stuff, nothing special, but as most people do when they're a kid. Um, and I think in 2016, I was really burnt out from a lot of like high-intensity PvP games. I played a game called Battlerite quite a lot. Uh, I think that was after 2016, but it, games like that where they're, they're very like stressful at the end of the day, going and logging into matchmaking constantly. And I just wanted that like Netflix, just do absolutely nothing experience. And RuneScape's obviously very complimentary for that. Um, so I actually started playing RuneScape 3 around that time because I didn't realize Old School RS, RS actually existed at that point. I had no idea. So I was just playing RS3, made a new account, maxed that, and like, four or five months or something you know as one does um and then i quit for a while and then eventually i heard about osrs and then i started that up and it's just been like a on and off thing until two and a half years ago i think and i've basically just been playing constantly for the last two and a half years started off as a main did a bunch of raids did a bunch of slayer did a bunch of inferno um Really got into it like after TOB release, but I wasn't obviously doing TOB at that point since it was quite hard to get into groups. Um, wasn't in a clan or anything. And then I think last year, so maybe like late 2019, I made an Iron Man because kind of got bored of just doing like Grotesk Guardians, Tob, Doug, same things over and over again. Wasn't really that interesting in pet hunting, found it quite unfulfilling. But obviously Iron Man kind of cured all that, right? It gives you like a whole yeah. new outlook on the game and so many things to do, so many achievements. I feel a lot more rewarding. Um, I've really gotten started I've been playing it ever since pretty consistently. Recently maxed my Iron Man a month or so ago. I'm just hunting like some proper end game items now. I think I've got Scythe left. I'm 10 out of 12 chambers. Um, obviously got Mace <laughs> recently. Um, just trying to finish Nightmare, Tob, and Chambers really has... And then again, Iron Man does, I guess. Congrats on Maxi, by the way. I saw that. Thank um, you very much. So, I guess we can... I mean, you kind of brought up a good point. And a lo- I hear it a lot on Twitter and a lot on Reddit <laughs> of just people, of endgame players, and you kind of mentioned it, of you kind of being burnt out of just the typical bossing, which made you... which inspired you to make an Iron Man. But when or okay how do i let me let me find a question that somebody actually phrased this in their own uh yeah there's been quite a few that probably are asking the similar question it's it's basically it comes to the point where like the overall theme is when is raids 3 coming out or when is any when's the next bossing coming out people uh complain that it's been over three years since the last like tough pvm challenge came out which is theater of blood like, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I know you can't speak for the team, but... um, Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not going to talk about, like, schedule or anything like that, because um, it's not really much for me to leak at this point that I'm allowed to talk about. But we obviously want to do Raids 3. That's not a secret. Every time it gets brought up in a Q&A, we'd love to do Raids 3. I'd love to do Raids 3 as a player as well as a develop- developer. Like, there's nothing really to hide about that. 
it's just kind of when right i think this year has just been really difficult or i guess last year we're basically just started this year although oh my god it's march already um but last year was difficult because obviously covid and everything and then we have like all these like big promises like on top of us already where it's like we kind of need to do clans we need to do group iron man um we have like we obviously see like dead man leagues have come up and where it's like people expect these things uh, which is fine we still want to do them but obviously that just reduces the scope of what we can really do we can't we can't do like 10 massive projects a year it's just impossible so i think this year, or I guess in the last 12 months, maybe it's a better way of phrasing it, it's just been kind of difficult to have those really, really big updates. Yeah. And I know, like, for a player, people are going, like, why have you given us Soul Wars? And we could have had Red Series. It's like, at the end of the day, those, those updates are just not comparable at all. Like, like in terms of, like, size and complexity and art resource and everything, like, they're, they're just not comparable. And, yeah, again, you could go even further and say, well, why do I have to scratch, like, four or five of these updates? You would have been able to do Red 3 then. Unfortunately, it's just not that simple. Uh, I'd love for that to be the case, but scheduling is a nightmare, especially with Pollock. Yeah, it's definitely on the horizon. We're going to be doing it at some point, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. And I think it's only really exacerbated by the last two big PVM updates, which I guess is like Gauntlet and Nightmare. Not really hitting that itch, really. Like, obviously, like a raid does. Like, I don't think Inferno really hit that itch. I think if you look at was it 2017 or 2016 to 2018 so basically you had like chambers inferno tob uh, like three massive like yeah. long-lasting pieces of content um the, the high level community got a lot in like what i'd consider a relatively short period of time and the, at the time that that was released the community was so much more underdeveloped it took them longer to go through it and, like figure everything out like you're still figuring stuff out for chambers these days because the amount of depth in that content is insane um, I think if we did release Raids 3 tomorrow, the, the majority of the people that are really complaining about, like, I really need Raids 3, I'm just so bored, probably would burn out of it in months. Like, even if it had as much depth as Chambers, like, the, how, like, advanced the community is now of figuring out almost optimal methods and everything, like, they just go through, through it so fast. Yeah. I'm not using that as, like, an excuse to say that's not why we're doing Raids or anything. It's, it's not the reason at all. I'm just saying, like, I think there's a definitely a group of players that are going to burn through whatever we give them, no matter what. Oh, they're just yeah. going to get through it so fast, especially like the non Ironman accounts where it's just about GP. Like we've got people with ten build uh, um, GP on their account, right? Race three comes out, they're probably just going to be able to buy all the uniques like day one, and then it's like, what does it really have for them? So then, is it just like speed running? Is it KC? Is it pets? Is it just figuring out the content? So obviously, the first hundred, two hundred KC is going to be engaging regardless, right? But as soon as you get to the point where you feel like you master the content, it generally gets boring no matter what it is. And that's where the depth really matters, right? Like people felt like they mastered Nightmare in like a week, a day. Yeah. Um, just because the depth just wasn't really there. Kind of same with Goldnut. Um, and that's where Raids really scratched that really good long-lasting itch. But that long-lasting itch is very subjective, right? Yeah. Like some people will enjoy a Raid for ages while some people only enjoy it for 1500 KC and Ugh. I hope I kind of answered some things. It's kind of just a ramble of thoughts on the matter. And I, I want in-game stuff. I'm biased. I'm an in-game player, of course. But I don't think saying, don't give the lower level player people anything. Like, they, they don't need it or anything like that. Like, this isn't going to hit 
the itch for those players. But we, we kind of need to give everyone content, and I think we've maybe shifted a step too far, you know, <laughs> where it's like we've neglected early game players for such a long time now, and maybe we've just gone too far, and we've, gone, we've just given them way too much, and like uh, in one year, effectively, we've just given them so much to uh, sink their teeth into. Like maybe we have just gone that one step too far where one or two of them updates should have been catered to the high end. We haven't got the balance right, clearly. People are upset, right? They're, they're voicing their frustrations, and that kind of proves that we haven't got the balance right, and still something that internally people are working on, right? Like, how do we balance all this content and make everyone happy simultaneously? Yeah, It's, like, so hard, especially things like Steam on our shoulders, right? Well, These, like, I'll, massive initiatives. Well, I'll be honest. Um, personally, I don't feel like... Uh... Like I, I, I don't think I agree with everybody on Twitter that just yells every day, wins raids three, wins the like you know, just constantly want it because it's not like it's just recent. This has been happening since before Nightmare even came out. Like just yeah, yeah. begging. There has been complaints for a while. Yeah, and so and like we have had the gauntlet, which you know, and like you said, it do, it doesn't have like the same depth as Chambers or Tob. But there still is so much, you know, like there is Gauntlet, there is Nightmare. Nightmare we can talk about in a separate topic. But um, like, I don't know. Uh, I personally don't know. This is the Iron Man perspective, though, right? To an Iron Man, there's so much to do. Like I've sunk like five, six thousand hours, whatever. And there's still so much more content to do. And I've been extremely lucky on my account. I probably saved thousands of hours just in like a pure RNG. There's still so much content to do, but I think you do hit this like critical point where it's like, like say you nightmares, your only grind left on your account, you kind of lose that motivation because you're like, why am I grinding nightmare? Like, well, why am I? Where's my motivation coming from? What's pushing me? Because it's like, say I do go really hard and I get all these drops, then what? You're just gonna quit. You don't even get to use all these items you've grinded, right? Yeah. You, you just stop. Uh, you've always got to have that grind after the, the current grind to like, look forward to that you can use all your like fancy items on. But then from a main perspective, like, like what's the point in doing anything that's not top, right? Like you just make an absolute big ton of money, and unless you care about pets, like what else is there to do? And that's kind of where like this is just going to obviously divert into me like sort of uh, what's the word? Trying to show off my own content or whatever. So obviously I've been working on combat humans for quite a while now, and. This is where I kind of hope combat achievements is going to alleviate some of the, these issues because I know it's not the same. It's not got, it's not got the same uh, uh, the depth. It's not new content, et cetera, et cetera. But for some players, not all players, but for some players that only do, like, say, Tob or Vorkath, like the efficient content, because they feel like they've got no reason to do any other content. They don't care about the pets. They just care about money, and they want to get the stats up and just get all the gear, right? That's, that's all the most mains care about at least from my perspective, um, and the majority. But obviously, there's no reason to do anything that's the, uh, not the best GP per hour, whether that's for the team or solo play. But Combat Achievement is obviously going to give you a reason to do this other content. And what I'm hoping is by all these players experiencing such a wide berth of content, because RuneScape has so much to offer that these play- these players are just effectively not touching at all, that they, maybe they actually just discover that they enjoy other pieces of content. Where they're like, maybe they actually do really like solo Criara. They find it really satisfying. Maybe they, they enjoy this. Maybe they stop caring about the GP per hour and they actually look at all this different content and enjoy these different mechanics and engagement and the diversity. Like, hopefully they, they can just enjoy the game more because of that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe I'm aspiring to something that will never happen. But that's what I'd like to think because personally, that's kind of what Iron Man did to me. Where it's like, I only did Inferno, Tob, 
and like solo cocks on my main, pretty much. And like some Slayer bosses across those guardians. That's, I think that's all I did. And that's so boring because you just get bored doing the same thing day in, day out. No one enjoys doing the same thing day in, day out, like constantly. You need to have some variety, either, either in drops or uh, content itself. Um, and I'm hoping Combat Achievements kind of pushes that onto mains a bit. Um, since Iron Man's kind of just get that for free because you have reasons to go to every piece of content pretty much. Yeah. Um, no, I, I honestly think Combat Achievements is going to be one of the greatest updates because it has unlimited potential. Any other boss that comes out, it can be added. Um, at least I think that's what's happening, right? Like it's yeah. it, new things come out and then whether there be a grace period or not, like it'll eventually be added. So personally... I think it's great because it's not forced upon anyone to do it. There's nothing too OP that's like you have to do this now. But like it, it just gives, gives you nice perks. Reason to do it. Yeah. Because so people don't feel bad about doing stuff that's subpar GP per hour because they actually can go like, well, I actually kinda wanna do these tasks. And hopefully that's enough of a motivator. Yeah, and uh, honestly, making an Iron Man was the greatest thing ever because there was so many pieces of content that I would never ever would have done. And I, yeah, like I see mains all the time, just they're Inferno, Chambers, and TOB Andes, and like that's all they do. And so when there are very tough tasks, like I don't know, I'm going to assume there's maybe a solo Bandos task that has something to do with flicking. Honestly, there are probably so many. Okay, listen, a cold one, by the way, he's the goat because he completed a, <laughs> a solo TOB first try on a hardcore. That's insane. Um, so amazing it's incredible honestly it's like it's up there with exact sporty combat just crazy it really is yeah the stress of that moment under. oh my <laughs> <Dude>. god <laughs> i was like squenching up so hard man i just i like i couldn't breathe like you know when you're in a car and like some some crazy drivers in the driver's seat and you're just like pressing your legs against the car because you feel like you're gonna crash he's so uncomfortable yeah it's bad but um oh crap i lost my train of thought uh, oh yeah like so listen like a cold one i brought up him because he literally had mentioned he has never learned to flick bandos he's never needed to he just maged it when he was on his iron man and now like you know he's on a main or something he doesn't need to worry about that um but that's the thing right like a main i i, I the amount of mains that do solo bando, bandos is probably so small oh yeah. and solo bandos is actually really fun like, Melee Solo Bandos is so exciting and, like, fairly exhilarating. Like, stuff that's, like, those tick-perfect flicks is just so satisfying. That's why, like, Solo Ulm is, like, my favorite content in the game. Like, that, that's, like, doing that Forces Zero on Forces One is just so satisfying. So and, like, fun. Bandos gives you that on a much lower level. Um, it just gives you that feeling of power, right? Even in the Inferno, where you're, like, flicking, like, three or four monsters at the same time, you just get that feeling of empowerment. It's just addicting. And so, there's so many players that would just never experience that because they have no reason to do the content, right? And hopefully these tasks, again, really give people to experience this content and maybe they find that addiction and then they really enjoy that and they're like, this is great. I want to do this more. Yeah. No, well, there and... is solo balance tasks. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like a lot of mains, well, at least a lot of content is altable and alting is always, almost always if just more efficient. So mm -hmm. Iron Man are basically forced to solo for most pieces of content. But um, and that's why you see mains like the mains that really do test their limits. It's all solo content. Like they'll do solo CM, solo yeah. TOB, solo Inferno, obviously solo Inferno. But like 
that's where it really pushes your limits. And so with all the other pieces of content where it's always been more efficient to just use alts and, you know, just camp there. Now we have with uh, these new achievement diaries, like a way to push content that's already in the game and make it really fun um, and just exciting and new again. That's what I'm hoping for sure. There's obviously going to be the, the people that are like, I just want to do top. Don't give me tasks that make me do anything that's not top. And I just don't think this updates really for them at the end of the day. And that's fine. Not every update needs to pay yep. to every player, but it does exacerbate the whole thing where people are like, I want content, but they're like, I don't want that content. It's kind of inevitable. All right. Let's go to the Twitter thread. Um, so, First question I want to Okay, there's I just realized how many are are uh, how many of the topics are literally just wins end game content coming out. I don't know there's so many similar, <laughs> which obviously deserves that rumble that we just had, I guess. All right. I want to go to Box Terriers first. He asks, "What is your what was your favorite content or what is your favorite content to develop and what are your long-term goals in game?" So we'll start with the first one. What is or has been your favorite uh, piece of content to work on? Well, I've only been at the company for around a year. I think I've been around here for 11 months now. Um, I've done a lot of small things. For the majority of my time, I was on this team called The Operators, which works on the week-to-week updates. And generally, that's going to be the smaller like QL fixes or like the uh, QL, QL polls, so the poll 73 or poll 74, etc. Like, that team usually handles that, so... I want when it comes to saying like what is your favorite content to develop? I do quite enjoy the smaller stuff because you generally get that faster feedback loop. So you see people complaining on Twitter or Discord or Reddit or whatever, and then you can immediately like create a job for it, and then I'll do it, and then I'll go into the game like either next week or the week after that or the week after that, right? Depending on the size of it. And that entire feedback loop is like really satisfying because generally you're acting on what people are complaining about really fast, and that's fun. Um, Obviously, that's not a type of content, really, but that's like a way of developing, I guess, which has been quite fun. Um, but that's been the majority of my time. Apart from that, I was one of the primary devs on Mahogany Homes. Um, I do really enjoy like spreadsheets and doing all the numbers and stuff like that. Um, so that was like a fun thing. I think any skilling method is going to have that kind of stuff where you just need to figure out all the numbers and figure out like XP rates, etc. Um, so anything like that will be fun, but you can generally create spreadsheets for anything really right you could have it for kills per hour bosses drop rates loot tables whatever um you can have spreadsheets for whatever you want i love mahogany um, homes by the way it's great yeah i think it's it, it's kind of relaxing and kind of satisfying i find it's it's got just about enough dopamine i think <laughs> yeah no it's honestly perfect like i i didn't do it for a while like after release but uh i did an hour of it and i just tried to sweat it out try to find because the cool thing about it is there are little efficient ways and the longer you do it you can kind of figure out little it's almost like you can you can get to the point where you step on certain tiles just to save a tick or two per house and it's really fun i think that's the thing i love about runescape in general and i think what people generally see is depth it's all those like tiny little micro efficiencies that you just feel good doing. Yep. Like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, right? You're, you're saving like a tick here and there, but it just feels good. And it just makes like, any content more enjoyable when those things are an option. 
Um, and that goes to PVM as well, right? Like there's so many like micro optimizations and solo chambers to just take less damage or just get through the rooms a bit faster. It's just fun to do. Well, that's where like, again, like going back to like Nightmare and Gauntlet, I still think they're amazing updates, but they don't have a lot of those tiny little micro efficiencies where you can feel like you're improving and getting better. Like the skill cap is just low at the end of the day. I think the Gauntlet, um, I would argue the Gauntlet actually really does have some of those really quick tick uh saves especially with like the fishing and filling vials um yeah there are a couple of small ones but maybe they just get clouded by yeah energy, no, you're, right? You're right. um maybe that's the issue there as opposed to not having them at all um but yeah i don't really know what my favorite content is to develop to be honest uh i'll enjoy doing math i obviously like to work on a really big pbm update one day i have been working on a some PVM updates in my ideation time, which has been quite fun, just fleshing out some prototypes and just seeing how stuff works and hopefully getting to the point where I can just play test a lot and figure out, like, would I enjoy doing this for potentially 3,000 hours? Like, who knows? Um, so obviously, if I can get to that state, I'm probably going to hopefully expect other people to enjoy it because yeah. I'd like to think of myself as a in-game player and you can do, obviously, the same content for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. So, if I can, if I'm happy to do this. Hopefully, someone else's. Yeah. So, before I ask his second question, long-term goals, I actually kind of want to go into like spreadsheets and drop rates and things. Um, like, okay, I'll just share how I feel about it. So, I will always relate drop rates to elite clues because I think they are the most <laughs> just so horribly balanced with so many pieces of content and. To be fair, some of them are hard to balance because there is alting methods and there's other things. But like what I heard, I don't know if it was from you or Husky in my stream like a, months ago, but uh, I think it might have been Husky. But I was just asking like what what decides what an elite clue rate is? Like why is it one in like 190 for a nightmare kill, but then it's one in 60 for a mid-level Seracnus? And I think Husky, it might have been you, but I think it was Husky that just said... Basically, just depends on who's developing the content, and they can just decide what the rates are of things. And it just, if there's no major issue, it just passes, or it just not passes, but it just gets put into the yeah, game. Yeah, like it's into lives. So yeah, that was me, Nahuski. And um, I mean, I don't see a really neat problem with it. I don't think like there should be this like clue council or something, uh, Jagex, where it's like, is this clue rate completely acceptable for this content? Because I don't think every piece of content needs to have like. A good clue rate like obviously you can debate with nightmare it's just too high to the point where it's kind of like what's even the point in having it on the drop table at all but it's not like everything needs to be like, like every piece of content should be 40 hours to receive this many clues or whatever right? and i don't think that needs to exist it's completely fine doesn't have even very varying drop rates but yeah it's I, I completely understand if you think that maybe this piece of content is just like why <laughs> it just looks weird right like if you, if you get two uniques per elite clue like yeah no uniques it's kind of like really but i think maybe that was just exacerbated by the obviously soloing uh being more efficient at nightmare generally um maybe it's not as much of an issue in small groups since obviously you get like five times as many kills an hour yeah and that wasn't like and that's not the only i mean obviously i brought up that because it is directly related to what i do in game but the other thing is like, you know, drop rates of, you know, nightmare, like the mace is, you know, a 400 hour grind, whereas a sail door is, I think it's like 70 hours or something like that, um, or even fewer. I'm not sure on that, but like, 
is there is there like before nightmare was released i don't think you worked on nightmare because that came out right before you joined correct no no i i think it was literally getting launched as soon as i joined okay so who like okay i want to bring this up because i mean you're on here so (laughs) i i can ask but uh what what are your thoughts personally on nightmare drop rates and especially i don't know because i'm assuming you knew that they were even they were way worse when they were first released yeah. yeah so who like who's deciding these drop rates and do you think nightmare specifically was made this way just to kind of appease people for a long period of time so in answer to your last question, definitely not. That that wasn't the intent. Where it's just kind of like, oh, we need to do this content just to last because we don't have anything scheduled. That that wasn't the case. Like, for, I've talked to a lot of the devs that works on that project, and it just kind of seemed that there's a lot of conflicting goals of the project. Where it's kind of like it, it should like carry to these people, but then we don't want it to like in, introduce too many items into the game too fast because then they'll get. Um, like, if I run you through some hypotheticals of what the drop table could look like, you can kind of see like the design problems that it has. Like, if you compare it to Corp, obviously, like, oh, you could have just had a Corp-style drop table. It could have scaled up like Corp, where, like, the more people you are, the faster it dies. But then, like, you wanted to have the standard loot as well, right? So it's like, well, you want everyone to have a chance at the unique, because otherwise, it's the lower-level players are just never going to have a chance at the unique, right? Like, you go to Corp with, like, 70 strength and 70 attack or whatever, 75 attack for the sphere or whatever it is. Um you're probably just never going to have a chance at anything, right? You're going to get zero drops, zero KC. And it's kind of just lame. It's not really encouraging it as a group boss. So then, obviously, the idea comes in, everyone gets the KC. It's obviously similar to like Zulkano or whatever, but it's just not really people... Not many people care about the drop rates of Zulkano at this point. Um, but then you want to give everyone loot as well, because you don't want people to kill the boss and get nothing. But then we can't give everyone good loot, because if we gave every, everyone, like five prayer pots every kill, obviously that's just so many prayer pots that can come into the game in an 80-man, right? Like, there's just so many. Yep. You can't really do that, so then the drop rates should be like, scaled down, and then it's like, okay, well, we want everyone to feel like they have a chance of the unique, but then how do we actually do that? Like, if Nightmare didn't scale at all, um, or maybe the drop rates did scale, sorry, with uh, how many people were in it, like, I think mathematically or something, you would have it have, have to have the boss drop a unique every five kills or something in an 80-man for it to be, like, the same drop price as doing solo. Which, if you just think about that, that's crazy. How many uniques are coming into the game, then? Like, if you get, a like, potentially a Nightmare Mace every, what, 50 kills or something like that? An Inquisitor's Mace every 50 kills? Like, there's so many Maces coming into the game, then. The, the market would just crash. Like, it'd just be worth nothing. So, um, my... So, I have a counter-argument. Um, so... Let's say, you know, you'll bring up the point of five prayer pots for, let's just say there was an 80 man and it take, let's just say the 80 man takes what, three minutes or something. I don't even know how long those take, honestly, never done one. But, yeah, I get I mean, wouldn't it be fair if everyone got, you know, four or five prayer pots? Like, it, is it like actually like, because I'm just thinking 80 people are participating in this content, whereas, um, you know, if there was only one person, those 79 other people would be doing Vorkath or something else. Like, and then they're getting way more supplies somewhere else. So, like, was that really, like, I don't know how I'm... I'm not saying these were, like, this. the right considerations. I'm just trying to say, like, like all these directions the drop table could have gone in. I'm not saying that the drop table right now is perfect at all. I don't think that at all. I, mean, I think there's loads of changes that could have been made to it in a lot of different directions. But, um, 
I'm just saying, like, if if everyone did get five prayer pods in a man, that's a lot of prayer pods coming into the game. And if you think about worst case scenario, where like every world is full of like eighty man people doing that, like that's the matter, right? Eighty man people, like that's potentially so many supplies that are coming into the game. And yeah, it, it, you're right in the sense like, okay, it's taking it away from other content. That's where it just becomes really unpredictable. So maybe this is just like a really safe route, where it's like, okay, it might feel a bit underwhelming. But then I think there's just so many things with Nightmare because then you've got like the whole run distance. Like maybe that was just taken too far. Like is the run through the, the caverns long enough to dissuade people using POH matters? Like imagine if you could teleport right outside the stairs before you go down into the dungeon or whatever. Like is that run long enough to still be long enough to not care about teleporting to house every kill? I think so, to be honest. I think if you only had to make that run as opposed to going from the boat or top bank to that little stairs and then obviously go into Nightmare from there. Like, is it just too much? Like, and then obviously you have the drop rates and you have the kills per hour and then you have the scaling. There's just so many factors that I think it tried to hit and by trying to hit every single one simultaneously, it kind of just flopped a bit. And I honestly, Nightmares, I have my own thoughts on it. I think the biggest part about Nightmare is just how many hours it truly does take for items that are not particularly that great um i think that's very subjective i think inquisitor's mace is amazing oh no no, no I, that's not that's coming from my section i know you really want oh yeah no well. no i i, I agree okay inquisitor's mace is so much more valuable than blood of Seldor, so the, i don't think a direct comparison is fair i agree i agree that the mace and uh the harmonized staff um are great now is like I don't know. Like personally, I always thought like when Nightmare first came out, I was thinking Mace was going to be camped at like three hundred mil. I thought like that would be around mm-hmm. the price. And so when it was, ra- it was out on launch, right? For, for a yeah, I think time. so, right? Um, and so when I see the prices rise, and then peep, I feel like players just get into their minds like, oh my god, like things are dropping in price. But I don't feel like they were ever really supposed to be valued at that. Like realistically when a, when a harm staff drops yeah. below a bill it's like i never even expected a harm to be that great. it's just because it's so rare it takes like 600 hours to get that's the reason why it's so mm-hmm. expensive but I, like actual like um use wise like i don't think it's actually really worth that much i mean obviously it, it's not it, it's too hard to just say oh it's not worth this much because obviously it does come down to how rare the item is and like how much it's being camped and stuff but like personally that's my only issue with nightmare was just the scaling's a little whack i don't want to just go on my rant about how bad it scaled but uh just the drop uh just the drops in general i just think are a bit too over the top so like if raids 3 came out and it was similar where you are not seeing an item in your name for like 40 hours on average like i don't know personally i think it's overkill but and the reason I think it's overkill is because I, I relate it directly to, like, Tob. Where Tob, if you're doing a three-man, I mean, you can get an item every 12 hours or something pretty... If I mean, if you're doing, like, good runs, you can see an item in your own name in, like, 12 hours. Uh, yeah. Whereas Nightmare is more arguably more tedious and it takes, like, three times as long. That's the thing, right? It comes down to like every factor combined. Like, what about if Nightmare wasn't so tedious, and like, maybe the run wasn't as long, so the kills per hour is slightly higher? And what about if the regular drops scaled down if you're in solo play, right? 
Like, imagine it dropped 80 torsos, but then it divided that amongst all the players that were there. So in an 80-man, everyone got one. In a solo, you got 80. I would love like, that, by the way. But then but then you'd have to remove the scaling from the 80-man. And but you, Yeah, but you see yeah. my point. Yeah, like, yeah, imagine yeah, if I, things I like that were a thing. Like, maybe you wouldn't feel as bad about having to spend 40 hours to get a unique. It's, it's like all the factors combined, not necessarily each individual one. Yeah. Um, which I think has kind of put Naga in this like, awkward spot. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with like where you're coming from in terms of it just feels a bit odd. I th- I'd love to give the staffs like more use. Like imagine if Harmonized could actually be used. Like I don't want to say it could be used on Ancient Spellbooks. I know that really affects like 200 mil Slayers and stuff like that. Yeah. A significant amount. But imagine if it did have some other better usage and like Again, because right now, especially on an Iron Man perspective, it's just so niche, and more bosses can come out where Inquisitors and Inquisitors Mace is even better, right? So emphasize that they're really powerful armors. Obviously, if uh, Siren's Tome or whatever actually got added, the, the drop table looks even more lucrative, right, and more True. desirable. Um, there's so many factors that went into play. It's not one individual thing, and it's kind of awkward to do at this point, right? Like, you can't really just completely update the drop table or... So I know we're not allowed to talk on really like what the team's opinions are, but do you feel like the overwhelming consensus is like Nightmare is not perfect and like the next piece of content can kind of learn from it? Like, Oh, for sure. Every time any update comes out, we have like a retrospective. We're like, oh, what was good? What was bad? What we could change? Obviously, we have the immediate feedback in the upcoming weeks. And then obviously, if we got anything we feel like still fair to address later on, we still pull it and... Uh, just like we had the nightmare change, uh, the parasite changes somehow recently, and things like that, right? Like we can still change all that, but as like a project whole, like every project gets reflected, and we're kind of like, okay, if this didn't hit the mark on X, Y, Z marks. Like, how can we avoid that race three? And I think race three is really going to have so much like care put in because of that. Because obviously we've got like two raids and nightmare, and like we've, we've effectively got two like insanely popular updates and then obviously we've got like some updates where we're like we tried to achieve xyz like what, what actually went well and um for raid three we can put like all these learnings together and the team has like grown so much more and like so much more diverse as well and like the team specialities and i have a lot of high hopes for raid three uh, um but yeah like I think the team's obviously fairly unite, united on the stance where we're just kind of like, yeah, some things in Iron didn't do great, but we're not like, we don't think it's a failed update yeah. or anything like that. Where it's just People are like, still doing it. Yeah, the- it's still, I still really enjoy like content. I really enjoy solo Nightmare. I, I know I'd probably feel different if I've done, how much have you done? Like 2,500 or something crazy? Like 20, I think I'm actually, let's just look, I think I'm at 2,300, but it's just over yeah. 2,000 actual solos. Exactly. Like I probably feel different at that point when you start getting that existential dread of where is this drop. Um, but I do enjoy that content. I enjoy it in groups. Like I've done my like fair share of group uh, nightmare as well as solo nightmare and duo nightmare. I think it's good content. I really like group content. I really like massable content, and I appreciate that I can do it on my Iron Man as well, which is nice since it's kind of lame that I can't do port masses with the boys the last um, the last thing i'll kind of mention on nightmare because i could go on to it because that's literally the content <laughs> i do so there's a lot of things i could talk about but like you just said things that have diversity just in the boss alone where you can like uh mass it and stuff like that's cool yeah. i really wish it was actually worth it to mass uh nightmare because like doing an 80 man we all know the scaling is just out of control where 
you would have to do so many 80 mans to ever see an item in your name but like it would be so awesome if like the scaling was toned down massively to the point where if you chose to do an 80 man you can get kills in like a minute just fly through them so it kind of adds to that diversity of just getting with a bunch of people and massing it similar to corp um because i just feel like an 80 man compared to a 10 man is basically the same thing it takes just oh, yeah, as long sure. it, and it feels like the fight's not any different at yeah all. it's it the feels... exact same fight exactly. you've got a slightly higher chance to drop again the right like it's never supposed to be efficient right because yeah. even like corp it's not efficient to mass corp if you want uniques um like obviously if you want to like boost it in a certain person's name sure but like you're never going to get insanely because you're always cats by the respawn right it's, mm-hmm. it's always going to be the thing um i think the issue with nightmare like i've said this to you before where it's just kind of like imagine you it didn't scale at all and it was always like the five month scaling even with 80 people you would never get a special attack at all like the the, the fight just becomes <laughs> nothing i know but that's what would be <laughs> that's what would be so fun about it is like that's what that's the beauty of corp it's like you just go in there, well, tap it. It doesn't really have mechanics, right? That's why yeah, it kind of works. But imagine if Nightmare's just jumping in and down the floor constantly. <laughs> it would be glitching. The majority of the fight is waking for goddamn sleepwalkers it, it to would walk be... towards it. Like, that's so weird. I know, but it would be so... It would make it so much fun, in my opinion. Like, you should honestly, like... I would I would love it if you guys just came out with, like, a tournament world and just tested it. And just... We could do an 80-man and just see how disgusting fast it would just all pass like i don't know i just think that would be so much fun it'd be really massable and you could just camp there like that honestly when nightmare was first coming out that's what i was hoping for i was hoping yeah. to get all my iron man friends that were just camping this thing just demolishing it and just having a bunch of fun hanging out with my friends and then it just ended up being oh nope that's not efficient now i gotta so now i gotta sit in this instance for the next thousand hours yeah. and just alone I, I think know. there would need to be some mechanical change to the boss. I don't think there needs to be like big ones. Like it I do could... think it's just me a problem if the majority of the fight you just there's more time for transitions yeah. than there are fight no, It's I... like the same issue Grotesque Guardians had, right? Where there's so much transition time, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um but yeah, like you could scale it down, right? Like you could look into that. I think at the end of the day it was probably just like is how much time do we really want to spend around making this like work in a 50 man yeah. or 40 man or whatever the threshold would be one thing that would be kind of cool is if 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 you were in an 80 man nightmare becomes like super enraged almost like the more people that are in there so if you get hit you have a chance of getting one shot basically every <laughs> every like missed prayer so it actually becomes more challenging in a way but the fight's so quick yeah maybe like, the damage just scales up and not the health yeah so and like if you get dash on the break like if you get dash it's like a guaranteed 130 damage swipe like, I, I don't know. I just it was, was kind of like Fasali's Nightmare in a sense, right? That just yeah, basically yeah, yeah. made every mechanic a one-shot. <laughs> no, I think that's so fun, though. Especially if it was in a mass, I would just be laughing the whole time just watching everyone die. Like, it would just be so much fun. But, uh... And that, that actually is a thing right now. Like, sometimes I'll go in the mass world if I'm like, say I go to Nightmare and my friend's not geared up yet. Yeah, you'll just, just see a bunch of people mass die. world, do one kill, and you just watch all these people <laughs> die constantly and... This flex, everyone gets hit by the dash walking to each other's pools. Like, oh, it is funny. I agree with that. I, I, I think I'd love that experience to exist, but I don't think it's as simple as just not making the boss scale. Unfortunately, yeah. now there is a lot more thing, and that's that's kind of what happens with everything I've seen, like in Jagex. Like players complain about one certain thing, but there's so much nuance to everything. It's you can't just say 
this would make it better. This would make it. There's so many That's factors. The thing, right? it's, it's our job to try and think about everything it affects mm-hmm. and how it looks at the end, as opposed to just thinking about the one thing we could change. So, what are your long-term goals in the game as a maxed Iron Man? Uh, currently, I'm getting blood shards because, like, why not? Best thing to do while doing nothing. Um, I think I have like eight or something right now. I'm nine. That's amazing. I just try to get more for the sake of it. Like, it's going to be amazing for combat achievements. Just worrying every goddamn piece of content ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty op. What are your honestly? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the blood theory? Um, just uh, in general, I, I think it's. At least for Iron Man, it's like balanced. Or I guess for mains as well. It's balanced by the price and yeah. the time, right? So like, it'll never be efficient to get them. And I really like how it's like a really nice option. I think it's very dangerous. Uh, Husky brought this up to me at some point where it's like, we, there's a very dangerous point where we release content and weapons which just get more and more powerful to the point where Blood Fury obviously just scales with that. Like, say we do one day introduce like these like uh, Scythe 2, Twisted Bow 2, whatever. And like theoretically, Blood Fury scales with that even more um, because of the higher DPS output. Like, some content might just become really weird um, because of that. So you gotta be like, really careful. But I think the direction we're gonna wanna go with at some point is like high defense monsters, so, which then you release like high accuracy weapons as opposed to just adding strength onto everything. Yeah. Um, so it's not like power creep, it's like side creep, where it's like, okay, well, this accuracy is still better, but then maybe the accuracy doesn't matter at this content, so you will use this other item. But then for the new content we release, maybe the accuracy is really relevant, and then hopefully Blood Fury doesn't scale too hard with that then. Um, yeah, I, I think it's okay. I think it's just maybe slightly overtuned, but not massively. Yeah, and I... Honestly, it is balanced, because... If you want to use it and have the ease... Because I was just thinking, if I was a main... Oh my god, if I was doing Solo Nightmare, I'd be using a Blood Fury all day. But then I think, oh wait, that's like... However much that is, what, 6 mil or something? Every... Yeah, it's, it's like 6 mil, and then obviously Scythe is shooting you hit all three heads. It's like an extra 900 GP, and Scythe's already okay at GP, so it's like doubling your GP, GP loss an hour. But... Obviously, for a certain point, GP becomes meaningless on my main. Like, I've got a lot of money in my main, and we've been doing this uh, clan event currently. And I've just been using Scythe and Blood Fury absolutely everywhere. I'm like, not actually caring at all, because I don't really care about the money on that account. Yeah. Um, which is quite freeing, in a way. It's quite liberating to go back to main and just not care about all these resources at all. Um, but it does kind of trivialize some content. Like, I was doing some solo tab attempts for this event. And... Uh, just been able to use Scythe for Blood Fury is just it's a very weird feeling. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did a couple kills actually the other day because I, I ha- I'm on my last Blood Fury. I've been on it for months and I just occasionally use it. <laughs> I just can't be asked going back for 10 hours trying to get a Blood Fury and then maybe not even getting one. I, just, I would rather just do it. It's going to help so much. <laughs> no, it's amazing. But like, I seriously, I did a phase two at Nightmare with a Scythe and a Blood Fury and it was actually just disgusting it was just fun i was like oh my god i have zero stress right now i'm just camped at 90 <laughs> hp plus the, the whole phase it's oh, but it's amazing yeah but yeah but like you said it is balanced toward i mean it's balanced naturally because i'm not choosing to go camp blood shards if they were really worth it i mean i'd be going to getting them but it is locked for iron men by hours spent afk and then for mains yeah. gp 
Um, so the rest of the question, I guess, long-term goals in game. Um, yeah, I briefly mentioned it earlier. I just want to finish all this piece of content. I don't have an imbued heart. I don't have a scythe. Um, I want to get ready for combat achievements. Obviously, I have a bit more time now. Um, yeah, I want to get everything to the point where I can happily go for all like the speed times on my account. Because right now, I probably feel like a bit of a liability going for like the speed top times without a scythe. Things like that. So I just want to get like every good PVM item, and then it's just using them. I don't really have much interest in pet hunting. Like eventually, if I do get every single item, I get Grandmaster combat achievements and things like that. I'll probably try and get the Nibbler pet since I tried for quite a long time on my uh, main account and never got it. So I'd probably just try and wrap that up. How many Infernos have you done? Uh, I think I'm over. 50-something KC now. Jesus. Gamer. On both accounts. Um, yeah. Okay. Damn. It's a lot. I've done like four. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, question from Whale. This is kind of a cool question. I like it. It's unique. It's niche. He asks... Uh, he's curious to know why things like the Gutenoth and Dragon Eye shortcuts get pulled when they seem pretty keen on adding longer clue steps. Isle of Souls, Dude by Nightmare, not giving the single Shazian supply crate unnoted. Long steps are fine, but why make other ones faster? So this is like the whole clue thing. I read this question and I got kind of confused. I th- Am I right in thinking that the question is why are things getting pulled to make clue steps shorter? Is that basically just the gist of it? It sounds like he's just saying, like, why are certain ones... Like, why why would the Gutenoth hard clue thing even be pulled at all if there's other steps that are being added that are just as long? Like, like what's the meaning of making it? Is it just to give... For that clue step uh, specifically, it was because now there's an agility shortcut, so it accents oh if you have a high agility level you can get through this step faster but like is there a reason why some are even pulled in the first place are clues supposed to be tedious or are they like at least that's what i'm seeing is like why are certain ones pulled and others not was the dragon's eye shortcut ever pulled i don't even remember yeah, that. i think both of them were pulled i don't that's the thing like i i don't know if the question is like is there an inconsistency of pulling things or is it like why do you sometimes make clues longer and why do you sometimes make clues faster so it's like the clues per hour theoretically is always going up or down um, no that's a good which i can kind of understand but um again no. like the things that make it faster have requirements and i guess if you don't care about the requirements it's just looking like it's been made faster to you and i think the other requirements are fair for the content uh, the dragon's eye one was quite a lot uh, much higher agility requirement than the good enough one what was Just that one kind of i don't even remember the dragon's eye being pulled what was that did that one pass? um you can bring a long rope and i think you need like high 80 agility or something oh and, and then you create a shortcut down the cliff from the very top point of the cliff correct? yeah and did that so one pass like, make the entire clue really fast or anything it probably saves you like maybe 10 seconds 12 seconds depends if you fall early i always pray i fall please <laughs> yeah exactly okay it's just it's just skipping a small frustration for if you got a high requirement like i don't really see anything wrong with that as like a concept like yeah i guess i'm kind of misunderstand now i'm kind of misunderstanding the question in general too because i actually like it when agility and certain skills are 
like give you they have a point, perks. Right? Yeah, they give you a, a perk. Yeah. So. I, I think we need a lot more of that. And currently in the game, like especially if you're playing that a main account, like you could probably be eighteen hundred total and experience like a, almost all the end game content and not really care. Like, there's very little incentive to actually level your account currently, unless you want a max. And I think we really should be adding more incentive to all accounts to really level up. You know what? I just had a little thought. I think it would be really cool as if on the Archaea spellbook. I know you were. I know there was some teleports being added, like new teleports. I think mm-hmm. a sleep. Wait, was a sleep teleport added? Why does that sound so familiar? That wasn't added, was it? I don't think so. No. Okay, I think a sleep teleport would be amazing, or even a nightmare tunnel teleport because it's kind of gravestony in a way. It's kind of. It, it would be kind of thing. I kind of agree. And you can make that, it like ninety nine um, magic, something crazy, where it's like okay. It's uh, probably a bit late. Uh, yeah, it definitely. Well. It's it's already been pulled, but maybe that's something like post launch, right? If like people really want that, like maybe that could be another spell out of this spell book. Is it seems reasonable. Is the Archaea spellbook coming out after Achievement Diaries and uh, equipment rebalancing, or is that before? There's no like dates scheduled in for equipment rebalance and combat achievements. That's still to be determined. Okay, so Archaeus Spellbook's going to come out before that, you think? I think so. Currently, um, okay. but it's all up in the air. Could, we could end up pushing seeing or being a lot further I'm, uh, or I'm bring so, it closer. I'm so excited for that update. By the way, I'm actually extremely excited. The Archaeus Spellbook. Oh, for sure. I'm really excited for that. That's actually probably going to be one of the most meta-changing updates we've had in a while. I'm so fun. pumped. BC Guppy literally like pumped me up for it so hard. <laughs> like, I just think it's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that podcast. Okay, let's uh, move on. So hopefully that... I mean, now I'm... I just don't... I, I understand the question, but at the same time, I understand why those clue steps are being pulled, because... It if he wants to tag me and ask for a further clarification in case we don't answer it, I'm fine with that. Alright. Will Um well we'll just end, we'll just ask this. Will Rob asks, will new bosses give little to no resources from normal loot like how Nightmare is? Are they trying to find a middle ground between bosses like Vorkath and Nightmare? For future I don't think the team wants to release another Vorkath in terms of just like this is just like really debatably easy content that just gives you so much resources. Like, it's insane. I don't think we need another one of those in the game. I can't, I'm, I mean, Forecast was way before my time in joining the team, but I imagine in that period it was kind of like, oh, our players are only doing Zora right now. Like, we should probably give them something else for those kind of players. And they are extremely popular, right? For Especially for those like mid level players where they just want. A bunch of money and they're trying to afford like the dhcb and stuff like that i think they're really good but i don't like how it kind of doesn't peter off if that makes sense where it's like okay you've got your first 100 mil you should just stay at workout oh you've got 300 mil just stay at workout <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I- i'd like it so there's more of an emphasis to transition and i think it's a shame that james is eric is like really falling off uh, falling off on gp per hour just like less incentive but obviously like getting into raids is a lot harder than getting into workout um but stuff like nightmare is that middle ground in reality it's just kind of like it's not as hard to get into his chambers but it's hard to get into the vorkath debatably um vorkath honestly um i i mean i think it's a little bit overtuned like at this point i don't even think about it anymore it's just been in the game for so long but vorkath never had a 
crazy unique like a blowpipe or a magic fang or nice. it only really had that dragon fire ward and uh so i kind of agreed like i was okay with okay this thing's just shitting out money that's fine but yeah, that's that's just its thing right Vor- yeah. or zora always had the chance to give zero loot because the weapons were just the uniques were so crazy good like it never even yeah. needed anything else but yeah not for sure i mean that update was a long time ago i guess oh yeah before i even started playing <laughs> times have changed community's changed the team has changed it's hard to really reflect on things that, that long ago so do you think like uh raids three do you think that'll have a tob loot table for the average loot or more like nightmare what do you like obviously you can't speak for the team but what do you think i I have no idea what the devs because i'm not on that project right now and like i don't know who is going to be on that project etc like i don't know at all um and it's probably going to be up to that dev but obviously i'll get passed around the team a lot of opportunity for feedback and you betcha i'll be giving a lot of feedback um (laughs) But I don't. I don't think it'll be like Nightmare. It's probably going to be more rewarding than Nightmare because it's probably going to take twenty or thirty minutes to complete the raid or however long. So it's not going to feel right to give you that pitiful amount of loot. Um, I don't know what the drop tail is going to look like, but I, it probably is going to sit in between Vorkath and Nightmare. I imagine outside of Uniques, but then obviously Uniques is probably going to bump it up a lot, especially on release when they're all going to be like bloody max cash. I'm so excited. Um, but I guess my answer is, I don't know. Um, I don't think we like stuff like Vorkath arbitrarily, but um, I think TOB is a little generous. It's a bit too insane, but then even Chambers is kind of insane from like a herb perspective, but then TOB is just kind of insane from a overall perspective. Yeah. I think TOB was probably balanced around a lot of people wiping. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's what it... So, dude, when TOB first came out, I was like, they've made something way too hard. Like, this is way too hard. Like, <laughs> Wooks can't even do this, like, day one. Like, what is happening, you know? But we've just seen the whole community just get so much better at the game through these updates. Raids 3 is going to... I really, really hope Raids 3 is at the point of difficulty that TOB was on release, where the first day, nobody's even completing it. I imagine it will be. I- I'm not sure if it'll have mechanics that are like more punishing than TOB, because I think... TOB mechanics are already incredibly punishing. Yeah. Like, there are so many, like, effectively one-shot mechanics in that content, right? Yeah. Um, like, Zarpus, if you scythe yourself, you're dead, right? Um, so it's like, ball. if you do that wrong, you're dead. Bloat Stomp, like, it can hit 80s. Yeah. Like, can get comboed out so fast. Like, I don't... I can't imagine Race 3 would be more punishing than Todd, but I'd like to think the mechanics are going to be complicated and intricate and mechanically intensive but maybe it'll be more of a stamina test of making less mistakes over time as opposed to making one mistake at all i don't know at the end of the day it's just gonna come down to whoever works on it all right caveman only he asks a few things but i want to i just want to get to his last question because i know he's asking about the dev teams and uh the dev team stance and stuff but i'll skip over that and he asks at the end how would how would a new skill or lack of one affect the game's longevity. Um, and adding a new skill adds a lot of longevity, right? Because skills generally affect so much, or idealistically, they affect so much because they can affect so, like they can touch so many parts of the games. Whether that's like PVM raids, like new mechanics, new items, new areas, like new quests, like whatever. Like 
a new skill is probably going to always be the most individually impacting update the game would ever have. Um, unless it just comes out with the intention of being very, very isolated, which I don't think would ever happen. It's kind of pointless in my eyes. Um, a lack of one affecting the game's longevity? I guess it depends how you come from it. I guess if people are maxing their accounts and then they're quitting because they miss that like consistent dopamine that they're not getting from P- PBM, maybe. Maybe it'd help that. I don't really know, to be honest. I think skill design is so complicated. And especially in OSRS, it's going to be really, really difficult to tackle that subject again. You've already, you already know what my stance is if you watch the BC Guppy cast. Sailing, man. Sailing. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm on the boat, man. I'm just sailing again. Yeah. No, I, I just... BC Guppy, I just got to give another shout out to him. Just totally has warped my view, or not even warped, but just given me a, a good view of what a what a skill can really offer. And I think sailing is our best bet. I don't know. I mean, he somebody could change my mind, but honestly, like if there ever was a new skill, and I wouldn't say I'm opposed or like totally for a new skill in general, but if there was one, I think there really is so much potential with just a fresh slate of like i don't know balance like i don't know because just the game this game's been out for so many years there's just so many balancing little issues with certain things where just some things are just never worth doing some things are crazy worth doing like a Mm -hmm. new skill could offer like perfect balance and i think i don't know it would be amazing but it, it kind of also goes against what people, or it goes with people, what people dislike as well. Like people generally dislike it when matters are shifted too much, right? True. For obvious reasons, generally around devaluing grinds. And if it is going to touch so many aspects of the game, it's probably going to shift a lot of matters. And is that pe- what things that people would be happy with? It has to like be kind of isolated. It's not going to do any of that. So it's, how do you make it? very exciting and like touch so many parts of the game which is generally what i'd like to think is a very interesting skill like i do think archaeology and exploration and sailoring are all examples of skills that touch so many aspects of the game and have so much depth and doing that without affecting the current game effectively like what people are currently doing for their other skills and their other pvm is very difficult oh yeah i can't i i can't even imagine being in a dev's shoes because i want what i want and <laughs> whatever i want i'm like okay that i want that to come into the game but you really have to think of so many game modes and communities and just the effects of everything yeah so it's hard actually talking about that uh 42 asks um any thoughts on the impacts updates have on particular communities at the expense of others he gives an example the ice cave substantially devaluing free-to-play iron community i mean i'd like if no update would have any downside or negative effects on any community right like i think that's always the idealistic dream um like i wasn't working on that project so i can't really give a testament to maybe how much it was like considered or anything like that um, but I like to think every community is always considered and it's just going to be like a, a waiting at the end of the day, right? Where it's kind of like, are we happy for the benefits we get from this compared to the downsides? Is there any way to shift the update in any way where it doesn't affect them as much? And I know that the 
the Blue Eyes Fountain Blood got updated quite a lot after the first initial one to a point where I think a lot more people were happy with, with it. Um, at the end of the day, you're probably never going to release any single update that's going to please everyone, which is just obviously frustrating as a developer. Like, you, you always want to please everyone. Yep. Um, just tough. Sometimes you just got to make those calls. Um, is there, I mean, again, this is kind of more of a, the dev team in general, but just going off that, I have a question. <clears throat> is there ever a certain part of the community that you do try to appeal more to as in like potentially new players coming in? Like, is it, um, I know this is kind of almost like a awkward question, but like, is there a community that you guys tend to focus on at least recently more just to, because you've seen the numbers, like maybe this is, this is more of a, I have already, I think this is a, I think I'm crossing the line right here with the dev team's response asking you this, but is there, um, is there a team I, I that, think I know what you're asking. yeah, is there a community you appeal to more, try to? There's never a point where we're just like sat there just thinking like, you know, like looking at a spreadsheet and going like, oh, there's more people in this bracket. Let's like throw stuff at them. It doesn't work like that. I think generally we're just going to, we have our ideations, like where we come up with a bunch of idea projects and some of them get prototypes, some of them are just like rough designs on a, like a document or whatever. And we pass them around the team. We'll get like votes on them and say like, do people in the team enjoy this? Like, do, they, do we like this? Is it got potential? Is there any feedback, etc.? cetera? It's like refine this idea. And then eventually they'll just get put in a backlog and then, when it comes to it, it is just going to be like, oh, what what content have we released recently? What what was coming up and stuff? How do we balance out the roadmap? Obviously, I'm not scheduling. I'm not production. I don't know exactly how we go into it and figure everything out. But the idea is to obviously balance it all out so it feels good. And that's where I was talking about earlier, where it, the last 12 months or so, maybe it's just not been as balanced as it should have been at the end of the day, where not every single uh, community or, or target audience has been catered for equally. Maybe it has been just too heavy shifted on like the earlier game experience. Um, but it's 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 an iterative thing. It's not like this is setting a precedent for the future. Where like the last year is going to be the next ten years, right? That's not yeah. the case at all. It's just like yeah, maybe last year was a bit too much weight towards one side. Maybe next year it'll be more weight towards the next side. I think idealistically, and this is something um, Husky I think eloquently put to me uh, one point a while ago where he was basically saying, like, I would love to think every year we can present to the players and say, like, you guys are going to be getting this. You guys are going to be getting this. And basically just targeting all of the individual groups of players, saying, like, oh, you high-level players, you've got this update to look forward to this year. Like, oh, you like mid-game players, you've got this to look forward to. You skillers, you've got this to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like, you got all these things. And then every, hopefully every community can feel like they've got something to look forward to every year. I think idealistically, that's where it'd be. It's just that would be very cool. hard, hard to get to that point. It's very difficult. <laughs> like, trying to schedule around polling is an absolute nightmare. Like, when I'm talking to my friends in production, and they're just talking about, like, how difficult it is in polling, because obviously you put this massive schedule in, then you've got to put all the polls, and then, oh, this, this project needed more feedback, so then it's an extra, like, two weeks of feedback, and then that pushes absolutely everything in the pipeline yeah. down two weeks. And then what about if it fails and it's like, oh, now we just have a gap in schedule because everything's planned for another three months in the future. Like, it's an absolute nightmare. But obviously, I'm not saying polling is a bad thing at all. Polling is necessary for old school, but I do not envy my friends in production. <laughs> yeah. No, and down. there's definitely been a lot of people in the community saying polling is not 
like essential. People literally think like you know polling's not essential anymore. Uh, I would just, I mean, I I still think polling's essential for the game, but um, I do understand the toll it takes on the team where you want you want to start working on things, but you, you like you need to give an ideation, and that takes a lot of time, and then you have to poll it, and then it's a lot of steps. It's yeah. just like that sounds so rough. Um, pretty stressful <laughs> when yeah, you put but, your blog out for something you might have been working on for like a month and you're like please like it please i want to work on this i want to get it in the game and even though people think you know polling um I, I personally how i feel about polling is i think it's essential but i think it's more of uh just getting the community involved in something honestly i really you guys, as a team, do a really good job of listening to the community, at least what I've seen. It's like, you guys do a fantastic job, and that alone is enough, in my opinion. Like, I, I never have really thought, like, polling's, like, crazy. Like, oh, you need to hit the 75 thing. But as long as you're, like, listening to the community and stuff, I think that's... You guys do an excellent job of that. But I think the polling... St- having the polling still there kind of sets a... It's almost like checks and balances. It just kind of like makes it so nothing crazy OP can just enter the game. Oh, 100%. It just functions as that gate, right? The like yeah. protection. And I think that's important. Obviously, in the past, it's just obviously, I keep saying the word obviously all the time. Um, it's just to give people comfort at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think it does a pretty good job of that. Honestly. All right. Champions Cape asks, he want, He says, ask Arcane about possibly buffing Inquisitor's armor set bonus. Can you, or you can use your suggested stats bonuses, he, he adds me, and then he says, uh, the main issue really being not being able to gain a max hit while wearing two pieces plus a Slayer Helm. Um, I, just to go on to this before I let you answer... Uh, I think personally, and I agree with BC Guppy, that the 0.5% isn't enough per piece and that it should be at least, I think it was a 0.8 or even a 1% per piece, just so that if you wear two pieces, you can get a max hit. And then if you wear the full set, even a ham joint can get a max hit. Max hit. But what are your thoughts? Do you think Inquisitor is ever going to be buffed again? Do you think it's going to even be touched? And... What are your thoughts on giving it a little bit more of an improvement? Uh, just from like a very like simple standpoint, I do think that wearing two pieces should give you a max hit, like just flat out. Um, I don't really, I don't really know where we go from here. Like, it feels weird to pull it to basically say like it's currently giving zero point five or whatever. Should it now give zero point eight or whatever the numbers are? Like, that feels like a very peculiar poll like maybe i'm just arguing semantics at that point where it's like no it's not weird just do it um and like maybe i'm not i kind of want to do it but then it feels weird to do it i don't know i don't know where i stand up yeah it almost (laughs) just feels like this is like why do you all of a sudden want this but yeah it feels like a really weird thing to do now and like it's not like people are like there's a massive complaint about it or anything like inquisitors is still really good armor so it's like why like why bother but um I do agree that it's kind of lame that you don't get a max set without the entire set. Yep. But maybe one day it will. <laughs> Who knows? Like maybe you'll get a strong enough weapon. I don't know what numbers that'd have to be. It's like one point one percent. Is it would you actually need like a hundred max hit or someone's gonna max it? Yeah. 
now you actually need if you if you wore one piece yeah you literally have to hit well if you wore two pieces yeah you'd have to hit a 50 or no oh, you, that's reasonable no no no, no not a 50 I'm, i apologize you would have to hit a hundred okay so yeah that's not reasonable. it is 100, yeah. <laughs> i don't think we're gonna really see what happened there so 100 yeah. no uh, and and the other thing is is like personally i want it to get a buff and i'll tell you the reason right now the helmet the inquisitor's helmet only gives plus four strength so usually wearing a full set only gives you the max hit you would have gotten with full bandos and a face guard anyway the only difference is you're getting that accuracy which is nice but on the off uh like the like the i guess the downside is that you are really squishy now wearing inquisitors it, down, it depends on the weapon, right? I'm pretty sure you gain a max hit if you're overloaded with lance, for example. Like, there are certain circumstances where you... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, true. There, There is. I guess I'm thinking of Seracnus, and <laughs> I literally have just calculated how what I'm doing for the next five years. And we- wearing the Inquisitor's Helm or wearing just the Nate is not has... just It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's the same, right? Yeah. That's lame. But I, uh, personally, I would love it if the armor was given a 1%. And then if you wear the full set, it's a 4%. Because then it's it's a very clean like uh, number. So it's not some weird arbitrary thing. And it makes it so the full set can give um, the ham joint a guaranteed like max hit, which would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with the concepts. It's just a when or why, I guess, at the end yeah. of the day. I think it would have been good, better on release for sure. And I think that's probably why the set bonus was pulled in the first place, just because people wanted more benefit, but then the numbers just didn't add up perfectly. He continues on. He just he asks if there would be a possibility of combining an Inquisitor's helmet with the Slayer helmet. I don't know how I feel about that, but what <laughs> what, what would you say? I really like that. It's just it was a bit odd. Like, yeah. I, I don't really like all these combines that we have because at what point do you stop combining things because once you combine something with a slayer helmet oh wait, let's combine a serp helm now let's combine this thing yeah and then it's like what about all the colored slayer helmets is this just gonna be like yeah effectively the best in slayer helmet like currently we've got all these cosmetic variants is this just gonna override all of that effectively <laughs> even though most of the time you're not gonna get the, the benefit i don't know Blech. Yeah, it's tough. Like a lot of these updates, I, I don't know. They're just they're so niche. It's kind of like yeah. it would be cool to have some of these things, but at the end of the day, it, what is it worth polling? Like, is it going to affect? I don't know. There's a lot to look into. So, so is it going to make the game like significantly yeah. better? That's worth doing at the end of the day, and maybe maybe it is where it's like, oh, maybe these items will go up quite a lot in value, and then it makes Nightmare more interesting, and maybe it makes the armor set more of a choice, but. The armor set is already a really good choice at all the content, but it probably would still be a good choice at So how much content would it really affect? I don't know. Seracnus? <laughs> yeah. All right. Prem. This is a big topic, so I've been kind of waiting for this one. He really wants to hear your thoughts on Iron Man alting. And he he says, Arcane might be the best task, he says, so... Uh, he asks, "What are both? What are both of your personal thoughts on Iron Man alting?" Um, then he asks, "What's the rest of Jagex team's thoughts on it?" Uh, if we, if that's appropriate, and then 
Does Arcane think any changes to the rules or mechanics regarding it? Wait. Okay, I didn't... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've kind of answered this already on the Q&A, and I've already stated that we are going to be fixing a lot of ulting stuff, the bigger stuff first, such as Corp, Nightmare, Slayer. They're probably the most impactful ulting methods right now, at least from my perspective. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I'd say they're the biggest time saves currently. Um, I don't think anyone really likes it at all. Like, there isn't really going to be people where it's like, I mean, the Iron Man, it goes against the Iron Man game mode. I think that's objective, right? But it's like, do you care enough to, um, I guess, do you care enough to really have an opinion on it at the end of the day? Um, but it's, I think it's fairly objective that it goes against the entire point of the game mode. Um, but yeah, there are going to be changes, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, I think I've already actually devved all of them, and they're in QA, and they're going to get released at some point, whenever the schedule is free. Oh, wow. Um, I guess I'll just share my personal thoughts. People have already heard it, but um, Iron Man alting is like, it's in the game, obviously. A lot of people do it, and I think the biggest reason why it's so prevalent now is just because there's never been stances really taken against Iron Man that alt. Um, yep. And honestly, like, I don't want to get rid of people's fun. I've said this in previous things. People love Iron Man. Iron Man that I talk to love Slayer alting with their Iron Man. They love just sitting there with their Iron Man in the next room and having another account trident them all and lure them over and just, you know, then their Iron Man can just continuously barrage. And I can imagine that's very just feels rewarding. Uh, but I think, yeah, like you said, kind of objectively, it's like this has never been it's an Iron Man game mode. You you stand alone, you know. So oh, for I, sure. I, I love high effort, high reward. That's like one of the biggest things in game design, right? Like, it's just so much more satisfying when those things exist. And by getting rid of Slayer Ulting Fire on your effects ruining or removing that for um, those people. But there's definitely potential. I, I can't remember who posted it, but I remember seeing a Twitter post where it was like, oh, if you get rid of Slayer Ulting, could you make like a high effort way of making cannonballs, right? Where it's like yep. the people don't feel like they're missing out too much and there's, they can put that effort elsewhere to achieve maybe similar XP rates or hopefully at least somewhat close to it and i like that like i, I just don't think ulting should be the thing like if you want to put higher for higher reward you should look to other things not ulting i agree well yeah and i think it's a great uh thing that it's going it's actually getting addressed at this point because the longer things are in the game that just the deeper and deeper the rabbit hole goes and i so, well, that's cool. Um, what are, the, I guess I'll just ask, I don't know if you're allowed to say, but what are the rest of the team's thoughts on it? It seems like it's kind of, at least in my eyes, it looks like you, maybe Husky, are kind of advocating for it a little bit, but what's the rest of the team? Because I know that, what other team member even is like, you know, super high level Iron Man or anything that really is passionate about it? But what is what is the team? Uh, I mean, high, high level is a subjective thing, so I don't know how you'd classify a high level Iron Man. But there's definitely other people in the team that play Iron Man and they're doing like fairly end game content and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think probably the Iron Man in the team care more, right? For obvious reasons, yeah. they're gonna feel like their grinds are probably being devalued and stuff. At least that's how I feel, right? Like I don't like how this like a moral thing effectively is better. It just feels very anti game mode. Um, 
So I'm obviously going to care more than others, but um, I don't think anyone's really for it at all. Like maybe they don't care enough about it where it's just like, let's get rid of it because like it's not hurting the game in the grand scheme of things, right? Like where it's like, it's not like the game is worse off because of it as a massive hole or anything. It's just yeah. the game mode's kind of weird. Um, I don't think anyone's for it really, at least not that I've heard. There's definitely people for it that I've heard. They hate me. They hate me for advocating for it because it directly <laughs> affects them. And like, again, I don't want to take away people's fun and stuff. This is All right. Um, this one. Okay. Honestly, I want to go into this. I don't know how much you know about it. I have. I know nothing about making Zami wines, but I'll just ask this question if you have any sort of thoughts on it. Um, Wizard asks thoughts on buffing reworking how you obtain wines of Zami from Tithe Farm. From what I understand, it's approximately 175 an hour with the 25 by four method at 76 points an hour. Birthorp Temple is 330 and Wildy is up to 850. Could make it one point per grape seed instead of two. Make blessings convert 20 grapes. Uh, and then he goes on just basically he's wanting this makes zero sense to me because i've never done this so i I don't even know what like he's really talking about i i kind of understand you can get up to 850 wines in an hour in the wildy and i think he's wanting farming zami wines to be at least competitive rates what do you think wilderness wines actually 850 an hour i thought the wilderness ones was the best one at like 300 actually 850 that's crazy he says eight fifty. Again, I have never collected wines. So I have, yeah, I have mean, zero. I, I think I collected thirty in Berthorpe and then I got the rest from Slayer and Tob and Cerberus and things like that. Um Is it eight fifty? I mean okay, I'm not well, opposed to this. I think there's actually a job in our backlog to look at this, like just making wines, um, just to make it at least somewhat competitive, because I think at the moment it's awful. Um but yeah, I think it's definitely a potential, especially if it's scaling with like a cooking. That's always nice to actually incentivize your skills a bit more. I don't yeah. think it would really be broken or anything. I think it's it just when cool. we do it, I guess. It's in the backlog. I'm sh- the team that's uh, responsible for that backlog will do it eventually, but there's obviously <laughs> hundreds of things in that backlog. I think uh, generally it would be like, oh, we'll look at this poll. What kind of theme do we want to have for the poll? Let's look at the backlog. Does anything fit this theme? And Eventually, I'm sure we'll have a theme that this thing will fit in. I think that would be great. I've never done the vineyard or whatever for Zambi wines, but no, it would be really cool if that was like the meta to get it. I know that you, you wouldn't want to like devalue the wildy because of high risk, high reward, but growing your own <laughs> grapes sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um,. Well, I have a little question I want to ask. Uh, that is, first of all, I love little updates like the little soul, the Isle of Souls update. I think it's really cool. Just that little. Cute. That's me because I hear it all the time on Twitter. Stop adding these little stupid things for mid level, low level. I love it. I love when the game gets more. It just feels more Watch alive, out. I guess, in a way. But um, the question I was gonna or I guess the little topic I was going to bring up was I love those little keys, that little chest, those little Easter eggs where you can, Ooh, you can go thieve this little chest and get things. 
I'm, but I'm very, <laughs> I was very disappointed <laughs> with, with the chest. Uh, I love those little Easter eggs. I love like little thing, little, uh, like clue scrolls in a way where it's like, Ooh, it kind of takes you from what you're doing and you can go do this for a little bit. Uh, one of the things I really love and I really wish it was better. was are those rogues chests, uh, out in the wilderness? They're such an old piece of content. That's just like, it was good for its time, but it's just been in the game for so long. It's just absolutely not worth ever going there. I really I wish got my first dragon stones on my Iron Man there because I obviously did thieving quite early on, and I wanted my glory and like combat bracelet, skillings, necklace, and all that stuff. And I just spent stayed there for a while. I think that was the best way for me to get dragon stones. Yeah, no, you're so, actually, you're actually right about that. It is really good for dragon stones. Um, but yeah, overall the drop toll was kind of bad. Ryan was high risk being there, so fairly active PK hotspot. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it being better. Um, like how do you make a better do you put something unique in there do you make it the best way of getting x resource do you like because we need to give someone a reason to go in there right and unless yep. it's the best to anything people don't really go like obviously for me it was the best way to get dragon stones at that certain level bracket which is fine but it's not very long lasting i well since you're asking i think the best way to buff it is I've, I've literally even asked <laughs> yeah it's literally double <laughs> double the clue rate with the ring of wealth <laughs> With a ring of wealth eye, like why every every other would piece that of actually make it good. It would listen. So right now, the the wilderness chests out there give you like, I think it's legitimately thirty k thieving XP an hour, like perfectly efficient. It's disgustingly low, like absolutely disgustingly low. And you get, I think you get. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong number, but I think it's four hard clues an hour um it says it's a one in 99 right now so yeah one in one in 99 and i think i think if you wore a ring of wealth and that could double it would be amazing would that be better than like jellies i don't know how many clues you can get Jelly, well here's the thing jellies would be better because um well if you're alting it it's definitely better at jellies and at jellies you get uh the totem pieces and stuff and you're not in the wilderness so you're not risking anything um and honestly i think wilderness because wilderness has always had that kind of double clue thing with almost every piece of content it um, does feel like it's a consistency thing but if it affects the that too much that's probably why it wasn't done um would that be a fun thing to do? Do you reckon that would actually be good for you to go there and just open these chests repeatedly and get PK'd every now and again? And <laughs> Personally, I'm going to... deep and far away away from a lot of teleporters. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. It, I would love that update. And I'm going to tell you why, because um, they're already... So listen, like Green Dragons right now is better for hard clues than that, and you're making way more money just doing Green Dragons, and it's way less risky. Um, honestly, I think... I know this is like very save save a agenda ish, but like, why would you do it? Um, I would say bring it out because there's selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. The meta is literally to kill jellies all day. And it's just, it's it's beyond, barraging jellies is twice as fast, if not more, than the second best way to get hard clues. And this wilderness uh, thieving that gives very, very low XP per hour and very little rewards could be just at least almost up there with jellies. And I think it would be a great update. And it would kind of... Jagex always wants to revive the wilderness and bring people out there, so I think I'm not opposed to a new map for clues, since I, I kind of agree. Jellies is, I feel like, shouldn't be the best content for clues. It feels kind of weird. Jellies would I'm not still. Sure if this should be the thing that would be the best. Like, yeah, it'd still be the best, right? But it, it makes it makes it more of an option, right? Yeah. Um, but you're right. Should this be the thing that's more competitive? I don't know. Maybe this should be something else. It should be something new. Seems a bit more exciting because I can't imagine doing this. It'd be very exciting to be honest. Like it'd probably get really tedious very quickly. Yeah, no, I mean you, you got a point. I just I love the kind of reviving dead content because if it doesn't come from here, then these yeah. those wilderness chests that really should be at least semi powerful for something because they're deep wildy level fifty. They're just always going to stay dead content. It's probably a high requirement as well, so it wouldn't be bought too much, yeah. which is nice because obviously the lower things like that in the world they like go you know, like fountain of a uh, rune as well like, they just get bought because they're in a wilderness but they can just avoid all the risk by just hopping out and logging and stuff um which sucks but maybe these chests could make stop you from logging out as well i don't know yeah i mean you're you're literally always under attack too because the rogues are always aggressive toward you when you're opening the chests maybe it bounces itself yeah, and the thing is, like clues never really invite bots. Like anything that gives a lot of clues, like never just outright buffing the loot would invite bots. But doubling cl- like clue chances never really affects bots. At least what I've seen. Yeah. The other thing I just need to ask another save agenda before we move on to the next topic is: is the Ring of Wealth ever <laughs> gonna get an eternal variant from the Ring of or from the Fountain of Rune? I have over I, a, I have over I a thousand dragonstones, and I need to make sure. Like, do I make? What do I make out of them? I have no idea. I can't answer that question. Like, I can't say if it'll ever yeah. be done or never be done. Like, <laughs> I, I have nothing to. Pl- I can't. I'm not opposed to the idea, right? Yeah. Personally, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah, that's. I have all. You're these- just going to have to hold on to them forever. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just nervous because <laughs> I don't know what to make out of them, but I. You can always get more, right? Sorry. Yeah. Now, I I would just if if they came out with the exact same thing like the uh, amulet of eternal glory, and they just made it the ring of eternal wealth, I would just love to be stacked up on rings and just ready to go and just quickly get it. But uh, 
I really love like infinite jewelry if it's like really rare or like really hard grind or something like that. I love I love the ring or I love the uh, amulet of eternal glory. I thought that was a great update. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, can we have a quick break? Yep. All right, I'll be back in like a minute. Sounds good. Hello. Hey. All right. What's next? Um, anti anti vaxer asks. Oh, he just says Tob Dust. Why are jars not uniformly released with each PVM content? Seractus Nightmare, but no TOB, Gauntlet, Chambers, or Zook Jad. And what's with and what's with Sour Hogs not being blockable? <laughs> okay. He has a lot of questions, but let's just focus on the jars one. Um Tob or Tob Dust. Let's do you think uh challenge mode TOB or Tob Dust will be released? I think Challenge Mode Tob will happen at some point. And that's probably what Tob Dust is going to wait for. Okay. I think we've said that multiple times and it's still true to this day. Cool. And Jars not being uniform, uniformly released with each PVM content. Uh, I guess. I don't really know. I feel like it's just on a care, like a boss by boss basis. Like the, probably the reason Tob and. Hawks don't have it is because there's like multiple bosses, right? Like, yeah, you could just have all of them. Like, from my perspective, I feel like raids shouldn't have them. It feels kind of weird. And same with like Zook and Jad. Like, they're not like loot based games. I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't say like with an objective reason this is why they don't have it. Like, I don't think there is one, but like, it just feels like they shouldn't. Like, it's, I, don't I know, agree. I no, I agree with, it, especially with the Zook and Jad. That's kind of weird. Honestly, even raids, kind of ones like where we get jars right now, they're more like quick fights, and they're just kind of like grindy, singular bosses. Tob and chambers yeah. sounds kind of weird to get it from. Gauntlet, even really? Gauntlet's like a mini game, so it it almost doesn't feel like it should come from there either. Yeah, I mean, you don't really. Yeah, I mean, almost like supposed to be this like pretend thing that you attack in the elf training grounds or whatever so yeah. i don't know um i really wish jars weren't tradable man oh my god yeah like, my hurt my it hurts so much <laughs> when we had a new jar and i'm just like what just this a... could have been like a cool like untradable that people to actually go for but nah at least we have collection log honestly collection log yeah. made collection log made uh mains into irons in a, in a yeah, I remember way. you talking about that when one of your podcasts, and it's yeah. a good way of putting it. Really, it is just gives them that extra thing to go for. Like, I've obviously got a lot of main friends. Like, I want to finish Chamber's collection log, and it actually gives them motivation to keep going. Personally, I didn't really feel that motivation, but there's people that definitely have that. Do you think uh, they'll come out with the high scores for the collection log on the official high scores? I can't. I I haven't watched every Q and A, so I, I'm pretty sure this has probably even been brought up or something. But so when I ask these I think questions, I don't know. Like to, it's just. I think we've learned very very quickly that adding high scores to <laughs> content that people already have a high score in is very very dangerous. <laughs> yep. Like that was a problem with the boss cases one. Like our high score is fundamentally it's like very old technology, sure, whatever. But um, it's generally fine. Um, for things that people 
if I've already been ranked in for a long time, so obviously like skills and stuff, people just write gradually rank up, and it's not very intensive to sort people out on like a one to two rank basis whenever they gain XP or uh, whatever. But then when people already had like hundreds and hundreds of KCs and all these different bosses, it's like, oh, this guy needs to be sorted by a thousand ranks. This guy needs to be sorted by 500 ranks. And like the individual sorting process is very inefficient when it's sorting things on a very large scale. Uh, right from the beginning. Like, that's why Soul Wars wasn't that big of a deal to add it uh, a while ago. Like, it's got its own high scores rank because no one had a score in it. So, like, everyone was rank, like, minus one or whatever. Like, they weren't ranks at all. And then eventually people get ranks and they'll go up by one or two ranks here and there. It's not a problem. Um, Same when when a new boss comes out. Like, no one's ranked. It's no problem. It's only a problem when people have a large score already and then we're trying to rank them all and sort the high scores out. Like that's when they just kind of die. Um, I would love it though. Like I think it'd be really cool. Just like there's, there's no like downside like gameplay wise to have this. Yeah. It's just high scores killing over. I think it'd be awesome because there is the unofficial little collection log mm-hmm. website, and it's really cool to kind of see where everyone's at, and you can see exactly. That's what's cool about the website is. Uh, unlike a certain high scores, you just see a static number like this. Actually, you can go into it and see what people have, but not everyone's yeah. signed up for the website. So, but yeah, okay. Um, emo virgin asks, "Can we?" Can we get more wildy content without changing current wildy bosses? Seems like a huge waste to rework old bosses instead of making new ones. So he's it seems very passionate about not changing bosses but adding other things. Um, I mean, this is probably going to come from like the inside perspective where it's just like it's a lot cheaper to rework a boss than it is to make a new one. Like making new bosses is expensive at the end of the day like the amount of our assets and animations and stuff like that unless you want another deranged archaeologist situation where we just copy and paste the three boss three times um <laughs> which i don't think we want <laughs> um but yeah like it, it's it's much better and i think the current wildy bosses aren't very good generally like they don't really have mechanics and their mechanics are just circumvented right now like that's not interesting at all i think there's so much potential in reworking these bosses to make them really interesting as well as like actually engaging pvp as well because like i I can't remember where this discussion was had if it was like QA or like a content create call or something i don't know um there's like the idea like imagine if all the bosses like emphasize some sort of like tribrid style where you, you had to bring a bunch of gear to kill it like the milo boss and like that means you're prepared to fight back right someone comes you've yep. already got gear that lets you fight back and then you can have it so if you're really good at the boss you don't really take a lot of damage so you don't really eat a lot of food so that means if a peak area does come you've got a lot of food on your inventory still so you're not at a disadvantage because obviously it sucks when cluster just it's just slap in your inventory of uh, supplies and if you care comes and obviously you have no chance to fight back because you're you got a Vigorous chain mace equipped, you're just you're not gonna be able to compete at all. Um obviously Vigorous is probably gonna end up being useful to these bosses regardless, but maybe there's more emphasis on actual gear rather than just the weapon itself. So you're not just wearing black dehyde or prosolite and so equipping these insane weapons. But um, I think there's a lot of potential with reworking them. I, I don't I don't agree that it's a waste. Um 
I can maybe agree from a perspective of like I'd like more bosses, not just the same ones, but in the rework, they're probably not going to be the same ones. They're probably going to feel fundamentally very different. Yeah, I well personally, I wouldn't. I I don't even care if they get reworked. I actually like how the bosses are, but I like how the bosses are that you don't take damage, which is what you're already kind of considering. If if you're good enough at the boss, you won't even take much damage or at yeah. all. If you're perfect, I think that's boring. I think that's very important. If it's literally just slamming you thirties and then a, a team of PKers comes, like okay, this is just obnoxious. But I kind of like the singles plus idea as well. Like if it was, uh... yeah, for sure. I don't know. Plus has actually been executed pretty well and shown that the concept does work. And yeah. even in DMM, maybe that's the thing in DMM where there's a lot more single plus areas. So it's actually like, well, you can't just run into singles and attack a mob and great. PvP experience over. Um, so it's not very engaging. Yeah. Uh, I just am kind of curious what would happen to like the high scores. You know, if somebody has like 4,000 Vedian and then it gets reworked, if they just keep it all, is it still it's technically the same boss or what? You know, I imagine you would just keep it all. Okay. It's going to have the same pattern stuff. Maybe the yeah. pack gets a transmog if it gets a visual update. I don't know if they will get visual updates. I don't think they'd really need them. I think the bosses look okay. Um, just the mechanics are a bit lackluster. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always a big fan of just uh, just little east. Like honestly, the wilderness already has so so much in there. Uh, so I never really think like new things should be added. I just think older things that are in there should be kind of updated. Those rogues chests. I think the skilling resource area should be updated. Just things like that where they're already in there, but they're just not as good as when they initially came out, and now they're just kind of like dead content. Same with the. How would you actually buff some of these things, though, right? Like, if you look at, like, the skilling resource area, like, trying to emphasize skilling in the wilderness is so hard because you don't want to just make it so, oh, it's just amazing GP per hour because it's probably just going to get bought then, and then the GP per hour goes down. Obviously, bond's like a separate issue. You can have a shit team to abandon them and stuff, but we don't want to just create content that's just so easily ballable. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. If we can do anything on our side to make the content less ballable, we 100% should. Um, just because it's just beneficial at the end of the day. Um, but obviously, you don't want to just put XP rates on it either, because then you got a black gym problem, or like EHB for hunters technically the wilderness. Like, that's not great, I don't think. But you're effectively forcing people into the wilderness, which isn't nice. Um... But then, like, and then if it's not GP power and it's just like fish an hour, like maybe it's just an iron lung thing, like, oh, you can get so many dark crabs an hour, like, it's insane fish. But then, like, is that good? I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I, don't, I don't know how you emphasize skilling the wilderness, honestly. I, it's really awkward. It is. <laughs> like, no, like, you gotta, you have a good point. I, I don't know where I would even start. I just say, fix that do this to it but yeah when whenever yeah when it actually gets to what should you do about it there's yeah there's like i've heard ideas where it's like say dark crab stack or whatever like you get this like dark crab bait that you can trade in or whatever and you get the dark crabs given to you and know it from some dude whatever um but then the more you have the faster you catch them or whatever and it just keeps going more and more and more and more and like maybe you just bring a massive stack to the wilderness already so then you can start fishing really fast and obviously if you die you lose more um to emphasize the high risk high reward scenario like is that interesting i don't know i 
well, I just kind of thought about this, but what if, you know, you're scaling, let's just say it gets revamped. So there's not just the crappy rocks in there. Like, first of all, I think the rocks in the wilderness uh, resource area should almost act as like the mining guild where they just respawn faster because yeah the rocks well first of all i just think rocks in general just need to be updated in general but i've already <laughs> talked about that enough um but honestly what if they came out with what if like every time you did any sort of skilling in there you get like these you have a chance similar to the mining guild i first of all i love the mining guild i loved how you get these little uh i, I like those little minerals just yeah, occasionally yeah. i also love the prif thing where you just get little crystal shards here and there i love things like that where you just get something extra for mm-hmm. participating so i think like little wilderness tokens or something where yeah, maybe maybe some in. untradeable reward is what yeah you get, right? like that actually has a benefit in the wilderness like maybe that's the solution and introduce a new item that you unlock by getting this currency effectively by doing skilling activities in the wilderness yeah i love little Easter eggs and stuff like that so there's definitely a lot of things but instead of i was listening to the olympus podcast that they had yesterday and uh they were kind of talking about you know fixing smithing and making it so it's not just blast furnace related and but then they taught instead of and again this is my idea is to rework what's already in the game we have we have mining spots and rocks all over the game but they're always useless to do like why not buff them so like the just the the world feels more lively like oh hey this is a mining spot that's been in here for like two decades and we've never used it but now because all rocks are kind of uniformly decent to mine now hey like this is a nice little spot for mining instead of just saying oh let's just release this brand new piece of content like i know they are very high big advocates of like living rock caverns i don't even know what those are but kind of explained it where it's just this big group activity where you just mine this rock that moves and stuff instead of doing that why not which is still a great idea but there's so many things in the game that can actually just be enhanced that have just been in the game for decades yeah my own thoughts but no i mean i agree like there's a lot of things that could be updated and smithing as a skill is probably one of them it's kind of an outdated skill i'm not not proposing we just rebalance all the tiers albeit the tiers are very weird (laughs) um and skilling on an ironman smithing on an ironman in general is is a really awkward spot i I don't think shopscape should generally be so much better than the other alternatives like it's probably impossible to release smithing update is gonna like usurp it's impossible yep yeah but you could you could have something that's like at least closer right like i don't know what the second best alternative is right now i know zolcano is technically an option it's not gonna be an hour but at least you're getting other things while you're doing it obviously you're banking a bunch of other supplies you got pie you got the crystal tools you know that stuff yeah helps a bit like passively letting people get this xp I think, yeah, the best way, in my opinion, is just effectively making it so mining can help with the with the smithing, because we have things like motherload mine and blast mine and stuff where it's like you get ores, but and you get mining XP too, so it kind of like alleviates how much gold you need to buy. But I don't know. Also, I think coal trucks. Like, dude, I think coal trucks. There's so many <laughs> little updates. I would just love for them to actually be good again. You know. 
Yeah. I think the coal trucks would be really cool if it was a fast way to get coal instead of because literally the meta for everything is just to buy it, just world hop buy. But yeah, you get so much coal from random things in this game just because it's been so bad to get in so many places. Uh, Possibly give it people. All right, moving on. Um, GG to HH asks, I haven't even read this yet, but uh, he asks if they are going to fix the blood rune problem. Wait, if they are going to fix the blood rune problem. Oh, I guess that's his, I don't know. That's a, that's his sentence. If they're going to fix the blood rune problem, a lot of the issues with equipment rebalancing stem from the fact Seng is unsustainable. If you go even moderately dry for the bow 99 rc pays like 1k raids that's ignoring nightmare or hard ground okay so basically he's just asking about blood rune problem um uh, yes a weird one like it's been brought up a lot of times and there's been like a lot of differing opinions i i'm still on this like boat where I think it's not as bad as people make it out. I don't feel like the expectation should be you can use these best-in-slot items everywhere all the time. I don't think that should be the case. I'm not sure if that's exactly where this guy's coming from. Um, or he's like, I really want to use it everywhere. It's not fair that I can't use it everywhere, basically, because that's where it com- what it comes down to. Um, I think it's perfectly acceptable to like bring the Trine and Swamp Switch to Nightmare or just using it in chambers because you don't need to use Sang for solo chambers. It's obviously really nice, but you don't have to, right? And, but then it gets to the point where it's like, I've got this really cool item. Why can't I use it like as much as I want to use it? But it's kind of up to you at the end of the day. I do think Blood Runes are in a weird scenario, even that being said. like I don't like how it's like 100k an hour to buy them and loads of GP and GP is not that easy to get in that quantity like if you want like 500k blood runes like it's not easy to get what is it like 250 mil or whatever yeah. it is um the 500 gp of blood rune, right so yeah 100 mil beef 500k but i can't even do math on that not quickly in my head no you're right it was 250 mil for 500k yeah um so I don't like how that's the matter, and obviously the alternative is like the 2k an hour or whatever you get from Blood Runes. I don't like how they're the alternatives. Um, I don't know if I said it on Guardians of Gilmore or somewhere else, but um, I don't know, I'm not sorry, on the Q&A. But Guardians of Gilmore is a project that was in the Gazette a while ago, which is like a runecrafting minigame that had a lot of proposed rewards, such as a runecrafting outfit that would boost your runes crafted an hour, essentially a... Uh, Blood Talisman to enable Blood Rune crafting, and obviously it could be a lot of other stuff. That was just really rough ideas early on in the, the ideation stage. But that's a project being looked at and being considered. Obviously no promises, but that might come out and help out. I don't think the solution is Blood Rune packs at all. Like You can already buy them really quickly. I know it's frustrating and it's kind of annoying and world hopping sucks. But um, I don't think speeding it up or trying to emphasize it even more as a solution because then that means if we ever do want to have a good way of getting blood runes through scaling or a minigame or whatever it's probably never going to succeed if we like emphasize it even more like uh, shop skip I um, agree yeah uh, I do think it's frustrating like it, you can't use your stock everywhere but I don't think you should have the expectation you can use it everywhere either 
Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of awkward because I, as much as I am opposed to Shopscape, um, when it takes, you know, how, you know, how much longer will it take for a blood rune update to pass? It, it almost gets to the point where it's like, why can't, one of the things is like, even though I'm opposed to Shopscape, it would be really nice if something doesn't come out for blood runes, that's not Shopscape, if every rune shop could be at least somewhat of a reasonable price instead of going up to like 1400 gp per blood rune when the stock's gone um, that, that is something i'd love to like clarify internally because i really don't understand why every, like so many shops have different rates like is that an balancing point? is it like an oversight is it just kind of like oh yeah the accessibility of the shop is really high so let's make it like uh obviously more expensive like is that just the reasoning because i can kind of agree with that like if the accessibility is really high it should probably be more expensive um but with like Prif Shop, like the accessibility is not really high, but they're really expensive. The, <laughs> the amount of deference I draw on my Iron Man Prif without realizing that that shop is oh, so no. expensive. Oh my god! Oh, I spent no. so much money on that shop without even realizing. Oh god! Not crystal implants, thankfully, but oh my god, painful looking back. Yeah, yeah. Now that's kind of like as much as that would almost just encourage shop buying more, which I understand is not what we're trying to do here. It's like, I don't know. I'm really excited for the Guardians of Gilinor or whatever it is, the the Temple Guardian or whatever. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, the blood, the original blood talisman is going to come out. And I think, I don't know what your guys' plans are. I'm not going to try to, like, bait you into doing what I want you to do. But, stained uh, Essence. <laughs> sorry? Stained Essence. Yeah, Stained Essence. <laughs> Amazing. But uh, we won't get into that. I've too much save agenda already but um yeah uh i think that new blood altar as long as it can as long as it gives more blood runes per hour than uh zaya and it's maybe a higher requirement and more effort yeah i think that'd be great 100 percent. but um yeah that's definitely just it's just blood runes are used for so many things now with theater of blood uh, coming i'm out. not sure on this GG2H guy's post, he says, a lot of the issues with the equipment rebalance stem from the fact Sang is unsustainable. I'm not really sure where this goes from. Like, the fact that I can't get a T-Bow because I can't use Sang, like, I'm not really sure I understand this. Part. Yeah, I, did, I didn't fully understand the rest of it. I just realized it was a blood rune question, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have a question from somebody that wasn't on Twitter and he was reminded me. He's like, please, can you ask this? So this comes from more taxes. Um, in fact, I will just copy it over and send it to you on discord. Sure. But, uh, he says, um, another potential topic I have is a GE tax. Uh, he says 1.1% and every, t- basically it's a GE tax. He goes on to say what his example is and just how GE taxes work and how it can be a gold and an item sink. What are your thoughts, I guess, on a GE tax? Um, yeah. He says 1.1%, but I don't know what would even be a good amount. I, guess. I like the idea of something like this. Like, it's probably pretty hard to play in the game because, well, 
like there's obviously a handful of people not a handful that's under exaggeration um how do I phrase this it would suck to make it so flipping and merching gets hit massively because this is what this would do it, yep. it almost kill a lot of like small flipping opportunities because of the tax which would suck um I think I quite like the G as it is right now but I obviously like an item sync and a gold sync just because they're helpful for the game I don't think the game really needs an item sync or a gold sync right now I don't think the game is suffering because of it I'm not saying it's a bad thing like it, would, it only helps the game right like I, it doesn't really hurt the game at all to have it but I don't think the game is currently in a state where it's like really suffering from inflation or anything like that. Um, but would you be like, the reason I would want a, a GE tax? And I have, I am not like this is I do not. This is not one of my agendas. I I don't even use it. I haven't used a GE in years. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess on my alt I buy bonds. That's literally it. But. So I'm not very passionate about it, but I think it would be cool. And this is me just assuming because I don't actually play a main account. But I do think it would be kind of cool as if normal trading could become somewhat of a viable option to like yeah. get more profit from your stuff. But then again, it's like I don't play a main. I I don't really I can't really talk about this because you know somebody's gonna come out and be like your argument is flawed and i'm not gonna have anything to back it up because i literally just don't play a main and i don't know enough about economics but um i I didn't play back then but before ge was implemented on osrs like people didn't really like it from what i heard and like like i read when i'm looking back at it (laughs) indeed that's why that's why they wanted the ge so they didn't have to do this like manual training obviously they wouldn't have to if this tax is put in place but and it'd be more of an option but um maybe that option isn't as fun as people are maybe hope like maybe i mean nostalgia right or exactly it's just in reality it's just frustrating i think it comes frustrating i think that's something we can all agree on (laughs) i think it comes down to nostalgia for me and uh also the fact that if you're like a normal contributing member to society you don't want to spend your whole day just trying to sell your lobsters and varrock just want to get it done (laughs) and we've the community just in osrs in general just grown up so you know it's not the same so i agree with that i just think it would be cool as if because it's not even if you see somebody trading something you just instantly know it's a scam because there's zero reason to trade people like normally, which is just yeah. sad in my eyes. It's just sad that like if you see somebody like, oh, buying D claws and he's a level three account that looks like a bot. It's like, OK, well, obviously that's a scam. But like anybody trying to sell or buy anything that's at the grand exchange, it, you just know it's a scammer. And it's just kind of sad. Yeah. Other, on a side tangent to that, though, is the thing is a clown chart that will just come and give you items. Like, it, it, like say you're on Slayer, obviously this is the main thing, but I think you can, like, join this clan chat, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but you just to say, like, I need some more prayer pots or something, and they'll just come and give you some prayer pots, and you can do that with a lot of things, like any items, really. I think generally people will always, like, tip them and give them money, but generally they don't really ask for anything. But I think that's kind of, like, a similar kind of thing, where it's, like, people are generally just trying to help each other out when you're kind of sort of selling items, buying items off people directly is kind of cool that is true i remember the i think it was wyvern cc that used to do that i used to do a bunch of wyverns back in 2015 
they came out these little wyvern cc little services where <laughs> people would make money by selling prayer pots for like 20k each or something that's cool yeah I like no I, I love it i also love uh runecraft runners as long as they're not botting or just you know yeah i mean i love that you can use other people's services in game and like you pay them a lot to help you progress your account i think it's awesome Absolutely. yeah the ge tax again it's just kind of like i don't really have a perfect view on it i just would love the nostalgia that goes along with it i want um i know it's been talked about on reddit mithril man mode have you ever heard of that i've it's, heard of it i'm not sure what it is I don't mit, know so mithril man mode was basically okay this is gonna literally just separate the community even further just with any <laughs> game mode basically but um it basically mithril man mode is a mode where it's basically this giant group iron man where you cannot use the ge you can only trade amongst other mithril men and uh. yeah like i'm saying and i don't know how i actually feel at the mode feel about the mode but it it's almost like you're still playing good old old school runescape but you get the nostalgia of being a mithril yeah. man and going to like your little hub where you trade people because you can't actually use the grand exchange and you have like your little community of mithril men that you trade amongst. So for those that want to kind of relive the nostalgia of being able to trade things, and I don't know. I think it's a really cute idea, and I don't. I think game modes like that don't really harm the game in like any way. Generally, I like, I like to think so. Obviously, Iron Man modes probably affected the game quite a lot in hindsight. But negatively, like, but like you know, would you no. say negatively? I would just say it's. Just, it's affected it, but I don't think it's affected it negatively at all. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I yeah. Mithril Man mode, I'd like to think wouldn't really affect the game negatively at all either. But um, and game modes generally like that offer quite a lot of replayability, and they're obviously quite cheap to implement and stuff as well. So it's like nice to think about stuff like that. Quite lucky, like my Bronze Man mode as well. Like yeah, it's probably hard to implement because you need to have a track of every item a player has ever obtained. I think. But, um, yeah. Yeah. You could just check if they got it on them right now. Dev thoughts. I know there's a bronze man mode on rune light. It kind of like restricts you arbitrarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of rune light plugin hub stuff, uh there was this transmogification update <laughs> where uh Rune Light, there was a there was a plugin hub called Transmogification. You could download it and you could basically in fact I'm just gonna turn it on right now. Basically you can turn yourself into like you can wear whatever you want in the game. So right now on my end I'm wearing full third age druidic just with the tap of a button. Uh okay. <laughs> do you know what do you know what I'm talking about? I think I've seen stuff like that before, yeah. Okay. This is too far it's too far man because now i'm uh <laughs> like my goal is to literally get third age like that that's like overarching goal and when, yeah, there... <laughs> yeah, when there's an update that just gives me it i mean obviously i don't actually have it but uh th i need to turn it off right now before i get addicted to do it again <laughs> but like <laughs> things like this where the update is it seems you know just fun and games and stuff i don't know it's almost getting to the point where what if 
what if this transmogification they went too far with it where you can turn on a setting where you can see other people's transmogifications then it's like at what point does it stop like i don't know like just kind of uh i know, it was I kind know of what you rant. mean yeah it's like this really weird area where it's like <laughs> yeah. is this actually affecting gameplay at this <laughs> yes. point and like is it just like really subjective like oh. i know i get nervous of things like this where it's like it's crossing these gray lines i've never even considered and i'm like oh god like where where does this end you know because yeah. obviously right now just simply the transmogrification is not that big of a deal it's just whatever it's a local thing you just it's just like entity hider or something but it's still scary man i'm scared it is scary and plugins have kind of just really evolved over the last year or so and who knows what they'll look like next year right i do wish we could have like stopped plugins at some point and gone like yeah we'll allow this this set but no more like i don't know maybe plugin hub was bad i don't really understand. i don't know where the lines are like i have some plugins enabled from plugin hub like i don't have many i've, I've actually disabled almost everything on default room light as well there's very yeah. few things i have still enabled but even stuff like inferno split timer it does such like a nice plugin that i wish was just in the game yeah uh, no for real there, there is very, very useful plugins on RuneLight. Just without, without like the plugin hub, like not thinking about that. I think yeah. I've maybe downloaded three things from there just to test them out. One of them was like a rune crafting runes, which didn't even work properly. I, I did like an hour of ZMI. I was like, ooh, this thing counts your runes, but it doesn't do it accurately. So I was like, okay, this thing. Yeah. Works. But um. Yeah, a lot of updates are um a lot of these plugins are amazing and they make my gameplay so much better. I just love playing the game a lot more with it, but mm. you know, where do you draw the line? Yeah, it's just really subjective at the end of the day. Um, do you think like I don't know, do you think Jagex will ever come out with their own client or do you is that just not on the priority cuz just Useless, use of money there, right like the steam clients debate been made now like it's released it's just gonna be better and better and better right i'll get updated if it gets to the point like rumor is i don't know i don't think it'll get to that point but there's definitely things that we can develop that Roomlight would never be able to develop right yeah. <clears throat> so we have it can have like unique points uh, which might eventually come into people's collaborate. Just like the FPS, right? Like, it can get uncut frame rate. It actually feels really nice. It's like camera movement and stuff. It's so smooth. Um, and there's things like that that can just get better and better and better. But it just takes a lot of time. All right. I did not want to talk... I did not want to touch on this, but I, f- I feel like I owe a cold one one. He says, detailed answer as to why... In why inventory tags are enabled on your RuneLight client? In our plots, we have swear. Hopefully, that's Satan, but uh, <laughs> I don't really have a good reason. I think I, I vi- vividly remember the day that I enabled it. I was playing on my main. I was learning chambers. I was duoing with a friend. We were trying to do vanguards, and we were trying to like swap gear. Like, not we're not we're following them around or anything. I'm just kind of saying, well, we're trying to swap gear. And I just got really overwhelmed really fast. I'm trying to figure out what this vanguard is, and he's sort of prayers, and 
obviously anyone's just swapping to the right attack style. And I remember just enabling that plugin and being like, wow, this makes it so much easier. At the point I am now, since I've done, I don't know, 1400 chambers, like 900 tall, obviously a bunch of other stuff. Like I played the game so much since that day. I probably really don't need them. I, I'm, I'm not even using the default version of inventory tags anymore. I've got like the lines variant. So it's like, I only even use it when I like look for it. I don't know it's the lines otherwise. They're like so faint and thin. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm ne- it's never really bothered me the visuals regardless, but now it's like I barely even see them at all. I could probably turn them off at this I, point. It's just kind of like, why? I just love how this is even a topic. Like, who cares? <laughs> but like, oh no. Now, like, it, it's funny though, because like you bring up the thing of like, you know, at this point you don't even need it, but it's just kind of like, yeah, I already have oh. it. Like, whatever. Because <laughs> that, that's how I feel about my plugins. Like, there's literally plugins I have, and it's like, I don't need this, but yeah. It's like that's that's the thing with most plugins, right? Like you don't need it, but yeah. like do you have a reason to turn it off? Like the reason to turn off inventory targets is because you might not like how it looks, right? Yeah. I think that's generally the point. Like sometimes it's actually like trying to insult the player's skill, right? Like, oh you need a plugin to play the game, but like you could say that about so many plugins. Oh yeah. Like, you need you need tile markers, you need ground no, uh, menu entry swapper, like you can the... see that with anything. Like, why is inventory tags the, the focus there? I think generally it's the color thing, right? Where it's, it just looks horrible. It's literally the OSRS community gatekeeping certain uh, <laughs> plugins. Like, if they're if they're like considered cool or like popular, like then you're good. But as soon as like the OSRS community has decided has deemed this one as cringe, like yeah, you're just yeah, gate kept and... from using that specific one because they've decided. Yeah. I think. I think I think it is just like a massive meme at this point. I don't think people genuinely oh, yeah. care. Like some people, sometimes people like they care like about stuff that they care about stuff for no reason, um, which is fine, whatever. Um, but I do think like yeah, like I remember seeing like a twisted bow with like marked green and it's like a thick and bright. And like, <laughs> I do think that looks really bad. Like I even made a point like when I was actively using like inventory tags like really bright and colorful stuff. I never marked my twisted bow because I just thought it looked so bad. And I was just like, I don't want to like desecrate my like beautiful T bow with this like luminous green. Um, so I tagged like everything else but that. But yeah. um, now I'm not even at that point anymore. Um, yeah, it's just like one of those things. It doesn't really bother me. I don't really have an ego. You can't break me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Don't, don't, don't tempt people to try to break. You. <laughs> um, I, I streamed top in the in full void uh, to twenty thousand people or something. Like I don't care. I was using Acura <laughs> on Scythe. Apparently, I didn't even know it. I wasn't even <laughs> watching that. Did did Husky actually miss? A, did he die to a soda seg ball? Uh, he did die so it's like well yeah he failed a ticky he did succeed the first ticky and then i succeeded the second and then he failed the third yeah. so uh he at least did one out too well, you gotta give him that <laughs> yeah at least he just he, he mentioned it it's just like yeah just get it out in the open you failed it yeah you gotta own it you know yeah you just own it up because if you don't you're just gonna be memed for it forever <laughs> okay hamster asks well hampshire hampshire i always call him hamster he asks, and again, you literally started when the pandemic hit anyway, but he says, how hard is it for the old school team to start remote working and has it hindered any plans and performance in the teams? And was there things in place for remote work or did you have to adjust with the new practices? 
So before COVID, there was effectively zero like, processes in place for remote work. Like there, like there was like effectively no way for certain people to work. Like there wasn't a way to like connect to the office or use any of the tools or anything like that. Like there's probably like specific people and like certain roles that didn't get affected as much. But if you need to affect, uh, access any of the systems, it was all like completely locked down. Um, just for security, which is obviously, I don't think it's a bad thing, but um, it's nice to have the options of remote working. Obviously, as soon as COVID got hit, that just had to be like completely addressed. Everything needs to be accessible from uh, outside the office. So yeah, that allowed to get set up. Um, I didn't work at Jackets before that. I started remotely, um, but that's just information that I picked up from my colleagues. Um, how hard was it for the old school team to start remote working? I can't really talk from other people, but I think generally... From my perspective, it's been okay. Like, it sucks. It's, it's not good. I'd much rather be in an office, like 100%. But I've had, I've had experience from my working before. Um, like, I can self-motivate fairly easily. I don't get just stuck in bed every day, you know? Like, I can get out of bed and get motivated and do my stuff and keep on top of it. I don't feel overly isolated. I've got a lot of really nice friends that keep me company and play RuneScape with them, etc. And I try to be on, like, voice calls as much as possible every day. But... Um, yeah, it is tough. It's definitely hindered performance. I don't think anyone could say otherwise, to be honest. And the plans, and it's made everything harder. Um, I think we've mostly adjusted now, but it's still like the toll of the isolation. And you, you, you don't really make friends as much. Like, I've started the company true. remotely, and I've made friends with certain developers, but it's very hard to make friends. Like, when it's kind of forced like that, you don't get those like very natural boundaries of like you make a cup of tea or a coffee and you know you bump into someone, you ask how the day is and like what they're up to, and then you start talking about what they're doing and maybe you make plans after work, whatever stuff. Like that just doesn't exist, right? Like the only experience I have with people is generally in a work scenario. So the only people I've really made close friends with are certain individuals that reached out a lot, or maybe we had a lot in common, or maybe we can just play RuneScape together. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's definitely been hard for 100%. Do you think that, uh, that the whole working from home, uh, has affected like raids three and stuff like that? Just high end thing. Cause it just takes so much coordination and stuff. Do you think that is part of the reason why at least, you know, I'm just going back to like 30 questions that are just talking about end game thing do you think that's i wouldn't say it's her any individual project at all like i don't think it's gonna like oh we can't do this project because of covid it's never been anything like that but like it has just been like general product productivity has probably gone down a bit just because of covid and this you're gonna have to have a lot more meetings to like coordinate stuff and catch up and things are previously like very natural and easy or now a lot more difficult there are some benefits like a and we're showcasing our work every sprint, like what did we do for the last two weeks to the team? That's a lot easier because we're all on Zoom and we can just share our screen as opposed to maybe needing to connect a laptop to something or set up on this weird machine or whatever. So it's a bit more convenient in that regards. Um, but generally, it's just the communication is the thing that really needs to be kept on top of. And that's the hardest thing when you don't really see people ever. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lemon OSR asks, OSRS asks, would you think of adding practice rooms for chambers and TOB where you can skip straight to Ulm, Verzik, for example, for learning solo chambers and TOBs? Uh, they're, the, they're the big bottlenecks and an absolute slog to get to when learning, especially Verzik. 
honestly, so I'm going to just share my thoughts on this thing in the first place. Um, I know when tournament worlds are released, they will block, you know, uh, Inferno or things like that occasionally. Uh, I don't think they have recently. They'll just let people do Inferno. But one of the things like early on when Tournament Worlds came out, was like block Inferno because people are practicing for free, no supplies used. Honestly, yeah. I've gotten to the point where I would almost just say, I mean, obviously these these would actually take time to develop where you could just literally skip to rooms and stuff. But I've never been somebody that's just going to like, oh, oh, nope, you have to do the whole thing before you want to learn this thing. Like, I, I don't care. If people want to get good at the game and this is going to make them be able to complete a piece of content by practicing, I am not opposed to it whatsoever. But I know people in the community are very into, no, we got to keep the integrity of, you know, this is how it's done. If this is the Inferno, you can't practice triple jads, can't do this, you got to go through it like everyone else has. So I understand both points. But me personally... I would not be opposed to like practice rooms and practice where like I really just don't care. But what do you think? Um I think I like the current stance. Like I don't care about supplies as much. Like I'm not opposed to Inferno being enabled on Tournament Worlds because I don't think supplies really yeah. matter at the end of the day. But I think what does matter is the time and the the pressure that generally comes from it. So, if you could just go to Zuck, like, immediately, and Zuck is not a hard fight at the end of the day. It's because you've spent so much time getting there, and you have so limited supplies because you've had to spend the last hour or two preserving as much as you can. And it's, it's all that pressure that adds up. Like, individually, like, Jad and uh, Zuck aren't that hard. It's just stress that gets to you and the pressure. Yep. Um, at least from my perspective. So, I think just skipping and letting people get free practice would be really bad, personally. For Verzik, it's obviously a weird one because it's not really meant to be soloable. Um, I don't think getting to Ulm is very long. Yeah. And you can reset that fight over and over and over again in P3. So and you, you can, can even die and you're still there. Exactly. So I don't really see the problem with Ulm either. Um, with Verzik, maybe... Like it does take quite a long time to get to Verzik, and I can imagine it's very yeah. frustrating to learn solo Verzik, and yeah, you just mess up one ticket and say, okay, and I'll go another hour, but that's just kind of the nature of that content. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, you can practice I, anywhere, in reality. I don't think spending, like, dev time to make practice rooms is necessary whatsoever. I'm not into that, but when it's so i don't know like when things are so gatekept like for example if you could practice zook uh and you know you spent an hour practicing and you're like okay i feel good when you get there on the actual run you're still gonna have that pressure it's not like oh i've already done this like pressure is still gonna be there so i don't think it really devalues anything in fact i think it just makes people better at the game but um again it definitely wouldn't make people better at the game but i do think it would it kind of devalues, yeah, yeah. And I agree, and it's it's almost to the point where it's like, what, like, what would be exactly the reason to spend time making practice rooms? Like, so that's the whole thing. Is like, I'm not against it, but um, what's the point? So, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, I have a question actually about. Well, I guess 
literally it's not going to have an answer either way. But um, well, I guess it would have an answer if, if it's not coming out. But combat achievements, all you guys mentioned was the six Jad challenge, and I've told people I don't think that's all you're doing. But <laughs> I don't know. I almost feel like you guys are like hiding something. But then again, I'm a very superstitious person, so I feel like. Are you guys coming out with anything else, uh, or is it literally just six jazz? Like that was the thing. I guess you can't answer either. Uh, I think it's six jazz. That guy did the play test the other week or something, and it's just six jazz. Like I guess probably it is more because you've got like the one jad and then the two jad and then the three jad. But at the end of the day, it's just like the six jads content. There's no inferno to it or anything like that. I swear. So I know this is all just my own speculation. So that's that's good to know because I. Over the past month, I was like, yeah, it's probably just six jets. They've literally not talked about anything. But in the initial blog, I guess I read between the lines a little bit too much. And it was like, one of the challenges is the six jad thing. And then I was like, oh, so that, that can't be it. But um, just and simply because uh, at the end of Inferno now, it says Zook's died or or and then whatever the little dialogue says. Says, yeah, that wasn't dead. really for the six jazz thing. I think that is just to like kind of indicate that maybe one day Inferno we can two, do maybe. like a Inferno two or challenge mode or whatever it ends up being. Like, just leaves it a bit more open ended for us. Makes a bit more sense. Okay. Um, depending on how much you can talk about this topic, I have another thing. So, combat achievements. Um, how long? Like, how much actual time-wise do you think it'll take for, for like, when combat achievements are released? I don't know if you're allowed to mention this, but how many actual, like, hours or days or weeks or something would it take for the first person, you think, to fully complete the diary would, like, take? Like, what are you expecting, Wooks or whatever, whoever the first person is going to be to do it? When do you, How long do you think it would take them to fully complete? Um... That's a really hard question. Like, do you think so, like, they're you know, very time based? Like, are the challenges time based, or is it really just skill based? And it's just it's it's majorly skill based. Like, there's yeah. definitely there's KC tasks, but there there aren't many of them, and none of the yeah. KC tasks are particular high. The only high KC tasks is debatably just raids, I think. But raids are like really deep content, so that's why the KC yeah. tasks are higher than others comparatively. Um. So if you didn't have the KC, you're going to be limited by that. But I think most of the people that would be capable of completing all the tasks first try, like without any failures or anything like that, would probably have that KC anyway, I'd like yeah. to think. Um, but assuming the player complete every task first try, there's 350 tasks. You're probably still looking at like... I really don't know. Like maybe like a month, two months, three months. Like assuming you Damn. complete every task and you're already really good at all the content. Damn. <laughs> okay. Like if you're already capable of getting all the speedrun tasks as well, like it's 350 tasks. Like for one run of TOB, you still can't complete every task. I think in one run, so you'd have to do multiple runs. So you've already lost an hour just to try and do like yep. four or five of the TOB ones. So and then you got speedruns as well. So quick uh, little thing on that. So if you complete the Grandmaster sets, like, are you able to even complete Grandmaster uh, tasks before you've completed the lower tiers? Like, 
Let's say yeah, for... you can complete them whenever. You just can't complete the tier unless you complete a previous tier. So oh, okay, okay, okay. So you can't just complete all Grandmaster and get the perks. You need to complete everything. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, damn. So it's actually going to be like a legitimate grind. It's going to be kind of... It's not just going to be something that Wooks completes in four days when he streams. I think there are very few people in this game that are like masters of every single piece of content in terms of like mechanical skill as well as like actually having enough gear to do it all as well as having a team of good enough people to do it all because like yep. perfect top is actually a really hard task. I think like you need everyone to just not make a mistake throughout an entire run. I think that's actually quite difficult. That's exciting, um, man. Maybe, maybe I'm underestimating our players, but... <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, but then, even then, you've got these like tall Andes that are amazing at tall, and again, like these sub twelves or whatever. And then, like, he goes to solo bandos, and they just suck at it. Like, yep. There's probably a lot of people that fall into that category. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I remember Adwam even just god at the Inferno, but uh, I remember when he was first kind of doing Tob, he just could not understand the seven tick cycle of Verzig. It was just so awkward for him. But mm-hmm. you just spend enough time in there, and then you just become a pro at it. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. I was not, I was not expecting like I was expecting maybe like a two weeks or something. But yeah, months. That sounds exciting. Sounds like a lot of content for the players. And obviously, you're probably a lot of the people probably won't even be able to do it in three months or so. Probably take them a lot longer, but. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I just don't think the amount. There's not that many people who are going to be able to do all of the like really hard tasks on release, as well as actually have groups for it. And even the ones that do, they need to still do all 350 tasks. Like some of them are going to feel very tedious to these people that are already good enough to do like all the speedrun tasks and all the mechanically difficult tasks. But they're still going to have to go through everything, and like some tasks are a require Slayer task, right? So then you're going to have to go get your Grotesque Guardian task to do all the Grotesque Guardian ones. And what about if you need a second task? Like, Obviously, it's time gate in the sense that it's other mechanics really limiting you, but there's still factors at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. Manic Marauder asks, what is one of your favorite content pitches that never made it into the game? And then I'll ask the second question after. Well, the second question is, your opinion on what is the most busted thing in the game? We'll, we'll start with the first one. So is that like a pitch that I made? Or is that like a I, pitch that the team has made at any period in the past that never got accepted? I guess either. Just what's something that you really wanted to go into the game, but it just didn't make it? I don't know. Most things generally passed on. Yeah. I think if you go on like failed polls on OSRS, like, there's not really that many. <laughs> um, so I don't really know, to be honest. Um, as far as a list somewhere. Nothing particularly comes to my mind in terms of like, oh, I'm so sad that this failed. I really wish that this came into the game. Like, obviously, I know that I worked on Boss Slayer Master, but at the end of the day, people didn't want it, so I'm not sad that it didn't get added. Yeah. I guess that's um, that because that's the only thing I can even think of that was that didn't pass. That was yeah recently. Yeah, I know stuff like Divine failed, but like I'm not really that sold on Divine. I think it's kind of cool, but I don't think it actually that useful either. It was it was a selfish update for. I wanted it to come out just so I could have another unique that I could get when I go back to Corp. Eventually, just something <laughs> yeah, exactly. to relieve the pain. But yeah, I'm not particularly like for it. I kind of liked a lot of the skill ideas, to be honest. Like, 
I don't really have a lot of expectations as a player when it comes to a new skill getting added to the game where I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I would probably train that. That, that, that kind of ticks my box. I, I'm not too bothered about like uh, a lot of grinds getting devalued. Again, as a player perspective, I know, as a dev perspective, I'm very worried about devaluing a bunch of people's grinds. But like as a player, like I'm just happy to get content uh, generally. Um, I'm happy as long as uh, I've got cool stuff to do. Um, like sailing, uh, artisan, I would have probably been happy to skill those. I don't think they're necessarily the best examples of skills, like especially fleshed out or whatever that we've ever had, but I still probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, this failed poll page has 13 things on it. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't really know to be honest. I don't really have a good answer to that. So, what is your what is the most busted thing in the game, in your opinion? Or I get such a, such a pipe. oh wow okay shit you're just taking it right there okay. I mean that, that's like the obvious thing, right? Yeah, I feel yeah. like. It depends how you look at it, but like most content has been bounced around it, so maybe it's not that busted. But then if you just look at like that weapon compared to its previous tier, like holy shit, man, it's just. It's out of this world. It's like, I don't disgusting. Think really understand how insane that iron is. It's ridiculous. Like you compare like D skim to a whip or something. And, like you compare like MSB or Carols to uh, a blowpipe. Toxic blowpipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane. Oh, like I really wish we could just go back in time and just make it like three tick or make the stats actually reflect a two tick weapon because. Nah, it is literally just a Carol's crossbow, two tick. It's stupid. If it had just come out as three tick, it would have been so good. Just it would have just it would been, been fine. It would have still been an upgrade. It wouldn't have been great, but yeah, yeah, but fine like with the content, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, with the <sighs> upgrades we have now, like rigor and uh, anguish, a three tick blowpipe would still be really good. And the thing is, a Tebow that came out probably wouldn't have been as overtuned as it currently is and like a dhcb would have never had to go extreme and uh i kind of like how a two-tick weapon that became popular because i think two-tick weapons are really fun to use and they're like fairly high skill gap compared to other stuff since it's hard to get the most out of value and i really like that and that's why i don't really want Opie to become three tick. I'd rather just rebalance the stats around. But obviously, that's a separate topic for a separate day. So, whole projects in itself. Um, but yeah, I think that's the individually the most busted item all schools ever released, and it's probably influenced the game in so many ways that I don't think people really understand. Like, imagine all the content that's changed because of that. Like, I remember you saying like Dragon on the Crossbow has basically been ma- upgraded to match split pipe and then well that's probably true with pretty much everything yep like the amount of bosses and like weapons and stuff and gear that's come out just thinking like well this is the baseline you can get this in range so we've got to kind of look at that like it's just influenced so much um but if we're gonna go from a more maybe personal standpoint there are some drop tails that are just so good like i was kind of disappointed maxing my iron in a in a way because I was one of those players like I'm never gonna max. I have no interest in maxing. And even a month ago or two months ago or whatever, I still had no interest in maxing. I didn't really <laughs> care. Like I don't care about the cape. I don't I don't have like, this ego. I don't really care about the completionist aspects of it. That's just not me as a player. Um but it really did just get to the point where I'd done so much PVM, I just had so many nine nines banked. 
I'm just like looking at it like I might as well just do it. It's not going to take that long. I'm looking at Nightmare and Scythe and finishing Chambers, and I'm like, these grinds are going to take ages. I might as well just max now and get it over with. Like I've already got it all banked. So it was like, okay, I'll just do that and then get back to PBM. <laughs> yeah. I, I never use my max cape, by the way, at all, like, ever. Like, I think what? the only time I use it is, like, if I'm barraging or something and I want to use, like, blowpipes and tag stuff, like, I'll bring that instead of a mage cape. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I just can't be honest using the interface on that item, man. I love the max cape. I w- uh, like, there's little teleports. I know people really wanted the... Uh, I don't have it on me right now, but the farming guild, how you have to go to other teleports to click on the farming guild. A lot of people just, <laughs> they wish to kind of rearrange it. But honestly, like the max caves, first of all, it's busted. It's almost as busted really as a blow, good. as busted as a blowpipe is, <laughs> but like, it's still fun to use. What do you think? What do you think of it? Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts. I know, I don't know what the team thinks, but your thoughts on a champion's cape max cape but 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 before i before we just say it's just cosmetic i want it to still function as a max cape but have the look of a champion's cape so it doesn't actually offer anything additional but it's still a max cape because what would be the point of just a cosmetic like like would it really be that busted if you just had a cooler looking max cape so people could wear that to flex like i don't know I personally would love it, and I'd actually go for a champion's cape. I really like the idea of there being another, not completionist cape, but completionist-like cape. Where like you could, I think the mentioned it on the stream yesterday for Olympus, where we're like, oh, what about if there's like a mini game cape and a combat achievement cape, and then maybe there's a cape for having all of these capes, like, but you don't have an actual completionist cape because completionist is this like really hard thing to define and like where do you draw the line yeah. and it gets really old gets really awkward really quickly um that's kind of why i don't really want that either um but i do like the idea of having these like additional things separate to maxing your account they give you something to flex out like you've like you've, you've completed all this section of content i don't know how those sections are really defined whether it is mini games or whatever i don't know but I like stuff like that, and maybe those capes could have similar effects to a max cape, where it's like it's just got a bunch of useful teleports. Um, I don't know if I like the idea of just being able to combine capes with a max cape and retain max cape functionality, like because you end up just going down that rabbit hole of like, why not all of them? Yeah. Um, like, why a champion's cape out of everything? Is there nothing like better? Like, why not achievement dire cape? I don't know. Like, all right, listen. This might sound very uh, weird, but I've been thinking of this little idea for like so probably like three months. It's just on and off. Usually when I go to sleep, I like it's so nerdy, but I'll literally go to sleep and I'll think of cool little <laughs> things for the game. Uh, but listen, okay, before anybody judges me on this, I want a new item slot and I want it to be a belt slot think wait 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 just before you before you put down the idea there's a new belt slot in between torso and legs and you use leather to craft it and then you can put a belt buckle on it and it would be made out of you know gold or silver with a jewel on it potentially and you can enchant it and it'll give some sort of upgrade so there's a just absolutely new slot belt and uh 
you say you'd have to craft it so it'd be kind of similar it'd be just a new little crafting thing but i think what would be really cool is if uh the collection log had ins- because i always think oh a collection log cape or a collection log helmet or something like no a collection log belt and it and it, like the the tiers of like how many items you've completed on the collection log would like upgrade your belt so it looks like more fancy and shit <laughs> this sounds so weird now that i'm saying it out loud but it's actually like honestly i think it's such a cool idea because listen like a belt what like honestly just like actually like aesthetically wise like would it actually clip with almost anything like i feel like a belt is like one of those things that wouldn't actually even affect the actual appearance of characters that drastically like i don't think it would be that hard to implement and i think it's just one of those cool things that would make old school kind of uh more quirky in a way like you can now have these enchanted belts that you can wear and you can see them I don't know what you should have thought. So I know I just went on a weird thing. Everyone in the chat's probably weird chanting, but I don't know. What do you think? I kind of like it. Like, I like the idea of a new iron slot. I don't know what that'd be. It's kind of awkward. Like, I know that it was like a really rough idea a while ago in tournament, which is like a second ring slot, but then the second ring slot's like utility. Only like, yeah, it'd be like very specific utility rings. So you wouldn't be able to work like two B rings or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a good example is that celestial ring that's getting uh, pulled. For oh yeah, stars. yeah. Like maybe that would have been a utility slot ring. Doesn't obviously have any stats, but it has like benefits. Or I guess it debate has a mind stat effects. It does have a benefit or whatever. Semantics. Um, like maybe that's a, an option. Obviously, it doesn't have any graphical implications. Uh, belt slot. I'm I'm not sure about the whole times like collection log and stuff like that. It feels a little awkward, but. I like the idea of a belt slot in general. Like, I agree it wouldn't be too visually impairing, but the belts would probably need to be fairly tame. I don't want these, like, diamond-encrusted belts. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, a WWE, like, fucking belts. <laughs> Big-ass, like... Huge belt buckles, <laughs> no way. Like, but it would be cool because, honestly, I feel like we're... I feel like there's perks nowadays that jewelry could have given. Because I know, like su- like, the silver jewelry came out. And they gave these little perks, but it would be really cool as if, uh, you know, there was this new, it's a completely new mold where you can make a belt buckle and like you can enchant it to do something. Uh, They could even be sort of more utility uh, instead of like actual stats. I don't know, but yeah, just something I've been thinking. I've I have never mentioned it until right now because I just. (laughs) <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, I'm not opposed to the to like the high level concept of a belt slot. How it actually works, I don't know. I'm not really convinced on your implementation, but something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I I do think the utility ring would be really cool, or just a ring you can attach. So even if it does have stats, it would just take the utility from it and just. Not use the yeah, it could be something like that, right? That'd be really cool. And a then simpler way of implementing it, get the passive benefits without the uh, stats. The other thing I think would be cool is I think Gentle Tractor mentioned it about uh, what are they, what were they called? Trinkets, skilling trinkets. Where like it's a blessing mm-hmm. slot, but you can store your skilling outfit in a trinket, so you can still wear fashion, but you're getting the effect of the skilling outfit through wearing the trinket. Mm-hmm. So it would, mm, it would almost, I don't have the idea of people 
getting skilling outfit benefits without having to wear it. It feels weird. I just hate how everyone has to look the same when skilling, but I know you guys have kind of made certain things where you're making skilling outfits look different with the prospector and the. Yeah, there's definitely alternatives. Um, but I feel like that's the trade off, right? It's like you're wearing this outfit for a specific goal. Um, yeah, I know. We have some outfits in particular where it's just like, just wear this all the time. Kind of hard to avoid that, though. Yeah. And that's just. Because if you did that, then people would probably wear graceful, right? Like, people store their fishing outfit and they just wear graceful. And it's like, did that really solve anything? <laughs> Yeah, but so the trinket would act like you couldn't wear two outfits at once. So like the trinket would negate anything that you are wearing. Or it's not like it's negating it technically, but like two outfits. Like you couldn't just wear two skilling outfits and get the bonuses for each. You'd mm. The trinket would like override what you are wearing. But I, yeah, so I don't you know. Just it's... equip this blessing with full graceful in it and just have a graceful effect everywhere for free. Yeah, I don't know. It is kind of like arbitrary now that I kind of think about it, but it is... The reason they would be cool is just to be able to wear fashion while doing stuff, but still get the skilling outfit effect, just so people can look mm-hmm. like they want to look when doing skilling. Yeah. I, I actually rarely equip my skilling outfits just because I can't with Bulgarian. <laughs> I know. Everything is my pH. So I just wear whatever. Yeah. Well, we are out of topics. Um, oh, my lord. Do not want to talk about Elder Mall. <laughs> Here's the thing about Elder Mall, man. Oh god. Okay, so I need to make a video. I talked to I'm a drum. Uh I need to make before I talk about it anymore, I need to make a video. <laughs> because seriously, the more I talk about it, people just like it's like a meme. I need to make a, a super flashy video that can just appeal to everyone. And I really do think that my idea, the Elder Mall being charged with Onyxes, making it an imbued Elder Mall, is the perfect solution to an Onyx sink and the perfect solution to making a Mega Rare from Chambers worth it. But I will make a video eventually. Don't worry. Like, might not come out for another month or so, but I will eventually work on it. I've actually already been writing the notes to it so I can have, like, my script ready because I'm planning on having Drum, like, do the edits because there's no possible way I'm going to be able to do it myself gonna make him do the edits i'm just gonna i'm literally just gonna send him like all my audio files and just just compile this like i trust you just make something flashy (laughs) make some explosions and shit like i don't know but eventually it'll come out yeah all right well um i guess to finish off i have one last thing uh if you could remove one thing from the game and add one thing to the game what would it be and they can be it's as always large. A, such a popular question right like yeah. I, I think this is asked to every single new developer whenever they get like into this exact question True, yep. um just because it really does give you like a proper big insight to the person as a whole right I think a lot of people just like us the default just like oh remove the dual arena and I agree dual arenas kind of shit and i don't think it really helps a lot of people at all like even if you win or lose i think it just ruins the game for you ignoring the whole problem with addiction etc but um, 
can't remember why I answered this last time. I don't think it was that interesting. I remember I wanted to update Golnet a bunch because I thought Golnet had so much potential, has so much going for it. It just needs a few things to really push it a bit further. Um, Golnet update to when? Um, what I remove? I don't think there's anything particularly in the game where I'm just kind of like, I hate how this exists like so much. Where I think it'd be worse, just it'd be better off just not being in the game. Um, it's just like certain things I'd want to tweak, like in so many yeah. areas, but like nothing I just want to stray out because it, it's probably just the developer and me being like, that's just, that'd be such a waste to just delete it. I'd rather just edit it and update it, yeah, yeah, find yeah. it or whatever. Um. And I actually, I actually like that approach more. Instead of just outright yeah. removing, a lot of things can be edited to make it just way better. Probably a bunch of engine level things that probably be like, why can't this just be removed? Like when you up the, uh, you click on the chest of TOB, and then it opens, and your character just stands there like a melon. <laughs> There's so many like random things like that, and I'm just like, why, why, please. <laughs> Okay, so nothing, uh, like, actually crazy that you'd actually remove. I'm just, like, scanning over the world map right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and, like, honestly, when I think, because there's certain things I would want to be taken away, like, ZARC has always been one of them, Winter Todd's always been one of them. Chaos, uh, you know, like, Chaos Alter, yeah. Chaos Alter. But, like, at the same time, they don't need to be removed. They just need to be edited. And yeah. and so, like, I'm kind of with you where it's like, I don't know, as soon as these things are out for just so long, it's like, eh. Removing it just kind of almost removes the charm now from RuneScape. At least Winter Todd. If Winter Todd was removed, it would actually, honestly, I'd be sad about it because it's just kind of like... Yeah. It's like an actual, like, core part of the game now. So, it really is, weirdly. Yeah. I don't know, but... So nothing particular, particular, in your mind. I would love to remove. Which one is it? It's a confirm. Uh, deranged archaeologist. That boss does not need to exist. That boss but, need. Um, that boss needed to drop a unique. It just needs something. It just it, currently it just kind of exists. There. It's, it's just. Like, it's just like a. It's just like a a powerful man NPC. It's just there. Just. Like why? It's just so weird. I don't get it. But yeah, that's probably the one thing where I'm like, I don't think anyone would miss this. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> like to be honest, uh, if you were just gonna yeet something into the game, um, I do wish there was a abuse for fossils. Like I think that'd just be kind of cool to round out the island a bit. True. Um, I wish. Uh, I was gonna say Dragonfire Ward actually had a proper use because right now it's like whatever. It's like no accuracy. It doesn't have a special attack either, does it? I think it does. What's the special attack for it? Maybe it doesn't. Is it even charged? It is charged, yeah. What's it charged? Uh, You can discharge it and it does 25 damage. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's just like a DFS, right? Yeah. Okay. I didn't actually, I've never had one. 
plus 15 ac- range accuracy. It just, it just doesn't matter. I, I, I wish accuracy mattered in this game. And this is just going to be a massive like tangent, but like it just frustrates me how like there's so many things in our game that are so low defense, and just having low defense just means accuracy doesn't matter at all. Yep. And it just makes like our diversity in weapons like so linear. Like there's so few bosses where accuracy actually is a choice, where it's like maybe I should bring this. Like Bandos is a good example, right? Like you might not get a max hit from bringing Prims, but the accuracy is actually significant. Like yeah. it might only be a couple of points, but that guy's tanky as hell. Um, yeah, it's kind of so like few instances of that. When I was talking to BC Guppy, he was big advocate for just buffing all mage weapons to give them actual like significant accuracy. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think now, the one thing. Yeah, yeah go, ahead. Hurting, go ahead. One thing hurting mage from being overall is probably barrage because like it's so hard to like unless we like separate PvP and PvM like accuracy, like. Yeah, any, like, big buffs to, like, major... Like, say Kodai did end up having, like, 80 major accuracy or something like that, so it has an extra six, 55 or whatever over what it currently is. Like, that's such a big buff to Barrage, and that's so scary. Like, just from, like, even just a PvP perspective where it's kind of like, do you want reasons to land that consistently? I don't know. It's kind of nuts. Okay, listen. Maybe? Listen, listen, listen. What... W- legitimately, I would need to talk to PKers about this, but what would happen... If they made it so freezing is not a guaranteed twenty second freeze. Like, what if it was in yeah, bet- scaled with your accuracy or something? Not even scaled. What if it was RNG like hits are, where it's now you're frozen for one second to twenty seconds, like in between there. So it's literally you can actually. You would need some way to visualize that. It can't just be like a random like, oh, maybe they don't freeze in a second. Maybe they don't freeze in five seconds. Like you can't like purely RNG. It needs to be visual. I don't know how visually how you built to communicate why, that visually. Why would it need to be visual in your opinion? Because it'd be frustrating if your opponent just randomly started moving and you're like, well, I, I can't really play around. I, I don't know when I need to refreeze. I think that changes the core like PvP loop a bit too much. Um. I kind of agree with a variable freeze length, and obviously it debatably is in the pre-mage, but it could be more variable depending on other factors. But that, I think that factor needs to not be RMG or very, very visually clarified. Yeah, I don't know. I just like maybe I just they think... are just frozen in the block like constantly, and then it disappears, and then they can move. I don't know. But yeah, like it needs to be clear. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking like we could buff accuracy of mage weapons and make it so you literally freeze almost every time but now it's not a guaranteed 20 seconds because it is so annoying being frozen for 20 seconds and potentially now like 24 or whatever it's coming out it's like geez like they need to come out with that melt spell man i'm telling you the melt and there needs to be a diff there needs to be something that benefits the the person that's getting frozen if freezes are getting longer and longer there needs to be a melt spell it's like it can still be rng to like land but like every five ticks you can cast the spell and you can like melt yourself from the freeze like the yeah. fact that you're just stuck there just vulnerable i don't know i just have never i mean you're not completely vulnerable right you can flick you can equip gear you can yeah it's you true. can still defend yourself at the end of the day and you can debate still fight back but I think the whole Iron Man PvP scenario is just this weird ecosystem, right? Where there's no point, but you're supposed to fight back generally. Yeah, I could talk forever about RuneScape, honestly, in general, and just my own ideas. Yeah.
Well, um, let's see. That was all uh, the things I had. Do you have anything to add to uh, anything? No, you were... I'm pretty happy with that. Was, I think we got through quite a lot of different topics. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I really appreciate being right on to this. I, I enjoyed talking about the game as much as the next guy. Well, thank you, man. Hopefully, I can give a bit more clarity on things as well sometimes, where it's just like a different kind of perspective, right? Since sometimes you just get a bit of a circle jerk in the community of people just saying the same thing over and over again. And hopefully, maybe I can break that up a bit in a way. I don't know. No, it's honestly like I seriously appreciate you coming on, and like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. I just seriously, Arcane. Like for those listening, I mean, I literally just asked Arcane if he'd be on. It's just super willing. And so I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, I'd be super down for another one. Maybe like get BC Guppy on and can a get th- like one like really big topic. A three like man, like a, like a three man Sega <laughs> yeah, yeah. cast. God, that would be incredible. <laughs> this sounds fun. Dude, BC Guppy would love that. Oh my God. Dude. He would be <laughs> all over that. Yeah, you have no idea how frustrating it is to like listen to a podcast and like people say stuff and I'm just like I want to like reply and like say yeah. stuff and like chime in and like <laughs> so, sometimes as well like I was listening to the Olympus one yesterday and sometimes it say something like slightly incorrect maybe around them um, some upcoming content maybe of where it's just like they've, they've misremembered it or something yeah. and I'm just like I, I want to clarify and like give an opinion on that yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, shit. I don't know. I mean, there's unlimited potential for the Sebe cast. So we could uh, definitely do something like that. And uh, I would be more than honored. Like, that'd be amazing. So, yeah, sounds fun. Well, Arcane, it was a pleasure. Um, thank you for being on once again. Uh, for those listening, so I'm, I apologize again for not having a Sebe cast the past two weeks, but we will continue on the weekly basis. So, not sure who I'm going to get on next, but hope you guys really enjoyed this one. And uh, if you guys did, give Arcane, I don't know, give Arcane a shout out or I don't, what am I even saying? It's, show him some appreciation him? somehow. I don't even know how. Give him a follow on Twitter. How about that? And I will, uh, I will link your Twitter in the thing. I'm assuming most people probably already follow you if they're active on Twitter, but I'll link that. Is there anything else you'd like me to link? No, that's fine. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks again, man. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.